of Western Sports Channel Australia, the Young Black and Bonded Podcast. I am your boy Q, and I'm being a naughty boy tonight. How about that? How about those apples? I am joined by my co-host, going to say who you are. What's up, guys? What's up, y'all? Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> What's going on, guys? It's Lou. Uh, haven't talked to y'all in a while, so uh, hope everybody been, been doing well and. Uh, Let's get into it. What's up, y'all? It's Greg. I'm back. What's the word? And tonight we are joined by special. <laughs> tonight we are joined by a special co-host who's filling in for her regular focus on the Mellow Than Matt. Cashley, go ahead and introduce you to the masses. Welcome to the show. Yes, thank you for having me. Yes, I'm Cashley. Um Let's see. Uh, I'm an IT pro, black techie, and also a black wrestling fan. Here to give some updates in the wrestling world. Well, we are yes, very happy to have you. We are very happy to help to, to have you on the show tonight. Welcome. Um, um, if you are a regular listener listening to Twitch Dust, you know that Cashley is always every every week, every episode adding her insight. So we are very, very excited to have her as a guest co-host for tonight. Um, Pam, I know she's probably in the audience somewhere, but she hasn't been feeling well recently. So she asked her co-host for the Melanin Matt to join in. Um, and I am excited to have a great, 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 great episode and show with you tonight. So, um, everyone, this is, as the, as the title says, this is the Father's Day recap. So, Lou, Greg, how was your Father's Day? First of all, happy um, Father's Day. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Happy Father's Day to you, sir. Yes, absolutely. Thank, it is, thank, it is, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yes, it is International I Didn't Pull Out Day. So, shout out to all the men <laughs> who did the right thing. So, it, it is a, a blessing of a day. Um, for me, it's a little bit weird because naturally Father's Day is also this year, uh, Juneteenth, which is also my wife's birthday. So I had a trifecta oh. of a whole bunch of different dynamics going on for Father's Day, Juneteenth and stuff. So I actually made Father's Day a backseat. I-, I wanted to give my wife her birthday because, mind you, that's always been her day. Juneteenth has always kind of been like, you know, something that we wanted, but then we never really got it. And then we got it like a year ago. And people hated it last year, and then they loved it this year, which I thought was ass backwards, but whatever. So I gave her the day off. I went and went on a seven-mile walk with my daughter. Had an absolute blast um, doing these things while she got to nap. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do the, the dad thing and stuff like that, especially while she's small because, you know, they're impressionable and stuff like that. And then and they um, grow up, up fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very, very fast. So, we had an absolutely fun day yesterday. We went to go see her grandfather, who was actually at the casino for Father's Day. So happy Father's Day to my dad. He decided he was going to go and gamble and lose the money that he needs for her college fund. So just that. And then today we went to um, uh, a cookout that was supposed to be a cookout, but it turned out to be a potluck. Um, and some people forgot food. And then some people brought food. Uh, we brought food, which is a good thing. It ended up being good. Um I do want to make a award. The Adam Gates Why Are You Still Here Award is going to Krabs. 
As somebody who was born and raised in D.C., um, close proximity to Maryland, went to Maryland, like high school, college and stuff like that. Um, I haven't. And this is me just being completely honest here. I've, I've always liked crabs, but I haven't really had them since like Obama was in office. Right. That, that's telling you how long it's been since I've actually cared about crabs. Because I've been a lobster fan over the past decade or so. And there's a reason for it, and I learned it today. There's no real payoff to eating crabs. None. Well, it depends Absolutely. on the sound of them. It's garbage. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm no, sorry. no. It doesn't. Craig, you're wrong. You know, <laughs> I'm not. I know. You need to come to one of my okay. crab feasts that I'm going to have okay. this summer. And okay, so let me finish my I thought, said, and then you, you, you're welcome. Go ahead. You're, you're welcome to finish. You know your statement after I finish mine. The reason why yes, I sir. know I'm right is because I I definitely had these crabs today. So um, I don't know if it's because there's an influx of people ordering crabs, you know, because the weekend, or because like there's a, a shortage in every food in the world. Um, male crabs no longer male crabs; they're like premature teenagers. Um, these <laughs> crabs were so small. Facts. It, I, there, there's no real enjoyment. And I knew the crabs were small when I was trying to like, and I hate to use this term, but like when I tried to get the meat out of the legs, um, it the legs were clear. Like the legs, you could actually see what was like. That's not crabs. It, it felt yeah. And then no, but um, you know what? But you know, what I wasn't finished. You, I wasn't finished. I wasn't finished. I'm sorry. Because th- th- this is important to me. It, it really, it really hurts my <laughs> my spirit. Because I told you, I've eaten crabs all my life, and I know we're not talking about you know sports right now. But this this really hurt my heart to actually think about. Go ahead. Go ahead. I could fit the male crab in the palm of my hand, and they said that it was yeah, a full sized crab. Now, they bought these from Baltimore, which everybody knows is the, the central hub to Maryland, like good Maryland crabs. Q and I know for D.C., people either go to the wharf or they go to Rough and Ready. Um, yes, sir. Both yes, sir. of them were sold out. Unfortunately, oh. like these were straight, they were straight from Baltimore, which I was like, all right, cool. They got them. They're going to be these big male because everybody's like, oh, the males are supposed to be the, the big crabs. You don't have to worry about the eggs and the, the, the shit and everything. But. Oh, I lied to you, Matthew. I lied. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No. I, I'll, I'll lie by saying this, Q. Go ahead. Go ahead. The reason why I was disappointed <laughs> and why I will stand on my word about lobster being better than crab is because of this. The payoff on cracking a lobster tail is better than actually cleaning out, digging around, and physically eating crab meat. I'd rather just have the crab cake. I, I know somebody's like, Greg, you are no longer allowed to be in the DMV area. Q has had You're a not. lobster roll before. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping people have had lobster before. Like when I say lobster, I'm talking about not, you know, the bougie side of lobster. People are like, oh yeah, you dip it in butter. Like, no, like actual physical, like cracking lobster. There's something special. A two pound lobster. I'd rather have a two pound lobster than a half bushel of crabs that it's going to take me. My lips are going to be burning because of the old bay and stuff like that. I got to go and use the mallet and everything. There's no real payoff. And crabs are really good. I love crabs. 
but I don't know what it was about these, which I, I don't want to shit on because my friend bought these, but it's, it wasn't their fault that the crabs came out the way that they came out. But if you hold out the, uh, the palm of your hand, imagine that is the crab that you're eating. Compared to what I'm used to, when I, when I held a crab, it felt like I was holding like a toddler in my hand. Like it, it almost felt like you were like, I'm trying to think of like something that's an equivalent. Like, yeah, like a crab to me means like a fucking crab. Like when I think of crabs in a bushel, I think of like a big ass blue crab that like it'll clamp his hands on you. This shit felt like I was eating a Fisher Price toy. What what is this? What is this? So, so, so yeah, but you know, to, to land a plane, to land a plane by saying this, Q and I, I remember we ate crabs before at his, you know at his family's house, and I was like, yo. These are crabs. I remember this vividly because, like, I remember, like, Obama, you know, the whole, like, 2011, 2012 thing. We went to his, you know, was, I think it was at Q's house at the time. We went and we ate was crabs. He went and purposely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And these crabs, Q, like, if I could, I wish I'd have taken a photo of what the crabs looked like. We had a half a bushel, Q, and it fed. When I say fed, like, there were nine people that all grabbed them. You know for a fact the half a bushel is technically supposed to be two to four people. So if you had a half a bushel should not feed nine people and there's still 12 on the table. So I will say Those this. Are sm- I will say this. Um, in this day and age now, get female crabs. Yes. They cost more. They cost more. They cost a whole bushel of a lot more. Get female crabs, mm-hmm. um, and yes, like the the the, cra- the crash piece I had for my birthday in two thousand and twelve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was lit. That was exactly, lit. that was <laughs> that before was we got these crabs. From, it's before we got these crabs from Mars or whatever the fuck they're getting them from. Because the crabs <laughs> I had today, I was like, yo, these are the Kyrie Irving crabs. These are the ones who <clears throat> get it done. Oh, this shit. is not gonna fill me up. Oh shit! <laughs> You should have called. Oh my God, Greg! Oh, I'm I'm blocking your number now because you should have called me. I could, I could have told you that those crabs were bullshit. But anyway, well, anyway. Wait, wait, hold on. Before before you get into that, I'm gonna say this: the next the next time that Q and I get together, he and I are going to go and do the full Monty of getting female crabs. And I say female crabs. I'm not talking about sexual. I'm talking about actual female crabs. Where we go and we get the little half a bushel. And we just sit for two hours just eating crabs, drinking beer. Like, I will actually drink beer. And I just talked last week about how trash beer is. But, yes, <laughs> I want to go to Full yeah. Monty. This shit that I, the, the crabs I had today, it, it was very disappointing. It, it felt very recession. It felt very recession proof. Um, like, it was not a good thing. But go ahead. No, no, no. <laughs> and, Greg, you know, absolutely no worries. I got you. Um there is a celebration that we need to have. We're going to talk about that later. Maybe not on this, maybe not on this show. We're going to talk about that mm-hmm. later. Maybe tomorrow. Um, okay. But I want to play. We have a we have a we have a voicemail from Bill of the Great. Hold on, before you play it, before you play it, hold on, wait, 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 hold on. Before you play this, I'm gonna say this, and I'm only gonna say it once in this show, Baylor. If you start your shit. About my squad talking the shit that you, I think you're gonna talk. I'm just letting you know this now. I'm on your bumper. I'm on your motherfucking bumper. And the reason why I'm, I'm telling you this, 
the reason why I'm telling you this is because I haven't even looked at the voicemail because I know how Baylor thinks. I actually, I got mad because I was drunk and I was like, yo, I, I, I love Baylor. That's my friend, but I was going to curse his ass out because what we don't do is go, go, go radio silent for two to three months. And all of a sudden my team does what they did. And then all of a sudden you come out of the woodwork. Like he was like the cicada. He was like he come out every seventeen years and shit. Like, he's like, all right, cool. Like my, you know, my, my team ain't done nothing. Since. The, the, think about it. The last team, the last time the Lakers played. Think about it. The last time the Lakers played was the last time there was a good like episode of WWE Raw. We were in WrestleMania season. The last time the Lakers played. So the fact that I know for a fact that uh, I guarantee that Baylor is going to talk shit about my Boston Celtics as if. His team, the Lakers, will actually make it that far in the next three seasons. I'm telling you this now. I'm listening to Open Run. I'm listening to BTG uh, BTG for president. But what I will not do is I will not tolerate any slander from somebody whose team did nothing, less than nothing. They are are predicting the fucking New Orleans. And I'm done. I'm done after this. They are predicting the New Orleans Pelicans to have a better record than the fucking Lakers next year. I don't want to hear. Damn. Um, do you know how? Do you know how? Do you know how bad your team has to be? We're like, you know what? You got LeBron James. We don't even know fucking Zion Williamson. Yes. No. Because I know how he's going to. He, he he does a little slick shit. I'm just letting it be known that I mean what I said and I say what I mean. I don't want any fucking slander from a team that they want a bubble chip. Which there's that too. If LeBron leaves, y'all team of shit. Y'all got JaVel McGee, a NBA ring, and I'm gonna always hold that. And I swear to God, if Kyrie Irving goes to yeah, if Kyrie Irving goes to the Lakers and y'all don't win, I'm telling you, I'm on your fucking bumper. I'm on your bumper, Baylor. There's no, only good thing that'll come out of LA is honestly Baylor. California right now really hurts my heart. The snowfall season was bad. The Lakers haven't done a fucking thing. The Dodgers ain't done a fucking thing. They they literally have gone 13 straight in a row. Hey, but you know Baylor has to drive Baylor has to drive three hours to go see his favorite football team play. They left California. Who the fuck leaves California? Why is every disaster why is every disaster moving? Can we go further? Go for it. Gas, gas prices in California are like $9 a gallon. But I listen, listen. Baylor has to say, here we go. Go for it. One, go two, for three, it. go. Hi, Greg. Hi, Greg and everybody else. Especially Greg, though. I want to say hi to Greg. How you doing, Greg? See? How you living, my boy? <laughs> See? <laughs> and mind you, he's saying, saying this from three hours away. Right now, here's so, this, this is how far ahead in life I am over Baylor. I'm three hours ahead of him. So when he's saying good night, I'm saying good morning. So we already got that. Number two, the fucking Oakland Raiders left L.A. to go to Vegas. You know who else, like, all the bad shit that happens in Vegas? Vegas. Vegas is already a bad. You left Oakland, which I like. I like California. Outside of the fact that every disaster movie that has ever happened in the history of disaster movies starts or ends in fucking L.A. Has has anybody (laughs) ever wondered that? Have you ever thought to yourself, like, yo, why do we want to keep destroying L.A.? And it's not California. It's just L.A. The Rock made a disaster movie where a fucking high-rise building, like, it it got, like, destroyed, set on fire. Mm -hmm. And it was like a tech building, L.A. Do you remember when The Rock, he did another disaster movie where he literally, like, they had a a water tide or whatever, like, the ocean just flooded California. Flooded California to the point where there were, like, 
speedboats and stuff that were going and riding uphill. I don't, I don't get it. These are disaster movies. Uh, the day after tomorrow, they destroyed LA. Fucking, uh, there's so many movies I, I can think of off the top of my head. I'm like, yo, like, where did, like, 2012? They look, they destroyed California. California's on. the only place I know that. Go. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not done. I'm not done. When it comes to it, because I know we're going to talk about the rest, uh, the wrestling segment. When I think about all the people who, you know, told me about the WrestleManias that happened in California, they were not happy. They thought that the WrestleManias in California were garbage. I agree. Um, oh, jeez. California's a really, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, am I, am I lying? Am I lying? Oh, um, yeah, no, I remember when people and, went to. I don't. Even I remember know, when I, people I, went to that. I don't even watch wrestling oh. on, a, on, a, on a regular basis. Oh my god! Yeah, yo, this episode is already on. <laughs> oh yeah, top one percent of one percent. Yes. of the show. Uh, what was of all the, the shows start, the starting <laughs> the start the starting quarterback for one of the franchises in LA is literally fucking a porn star. And he's high paid to do nothing. Do you know who Jimmy Garoppolo is? Hello. There we go. Then if we're talking about L.A., because I, I don't want to talk about the, the, the gang culture in L.A. and stuff like that, because that's their little thing. And I'm not trying to get jumped wearing it. But have you ever actually thought about like, have you seen the list? I, I, I discussed this with Baylor and I discussed it with uh, you know, a couple of friends because I was a little bit disappointed. Right. So people were saying to me, like, Greg, you know, if you go to California, not L.A., if you go to California, you can't wear these colors. So I'm like, all right, cool. So me, anybody who knows me knows I have, well, I had over 300 hats, right? So when I was doing my purge of my hats and stuff, the only thing I was thinking of was, could I wear this hat? Can't wear the Angels hat. Can't wear the Dodgers hat. Can't wear the Lakers hat. Can't wear, I'm like, oh, what the fuck can I wear? And you know what they pretty much told me? Just wear a regular black hat. Who in the fuck do you think I am? You you know what? I'll just go to Vegas. I'll, I'll just go to Vegas. But this is not my gripe against... This is not my gripe against California because trust me, I love California. I had fun everywhere except for San Diego. Something is wrong with that place. I don't know what is going on in San Diego, but they need to fix it. Um, I just had a bad time. So naturally, I'm making it seem as though it's just the worst place on earth. Please, you know, indulge me in this. But since we're talking about the Lakers, um, I just need Baylor, BTG for president. I, I need him to understand this. When it comes to his Los Angeles Lakers, they are a franchise that I respect. I love. I actually do love the Lakers. I think they're a really good squad. Like, they have a really good history. So it's not me shitting on them. However, when it comes to the Boston Celtics, as a Celtics fan through marriage, because obviously, you know, me, I've always been a Jordan fan. When Jordan retired, I didn't have a team. Met my wife. I said, you know what? I've always liked Boston, and I had the option. I could say, you know what? I could be a Lakers fan like everybody else. But you know what I've learned about Lakers fans? Half of them have either never been to California or they're just like Dallas Cowboy fans. They're only fans when they're winning. Fast forward to <laughs> last week since we're, you know, I'm going towards the Warriors. There are a lot of fucking people who were Warriors fans that we, Q and I, went to the fucking Warriors bar. I showed up in all of my guard from the Celtics. There were people who were Warriors fans. And I was like, yo, where are you from? And they're like, Virginia. And I was like, hey, have you been to California? No. So how the fuck are you a, hey, I've just been a fan because they win. If if we're going there, the Warriors win. Yes. Which to me sounded like the lamest fucking thing on planet Earth. One of the guys mm-hmm. who's the bartender at said bar says to me, he's like, Greg, you're good luck. Keep coming to the bar. So when the Celtics lose, then, you know, yeah. So I didn't go and they lost anyway. 
So naturally, the Celtics lost. I was kind of upset. When I thought about it, I was like, yo, like, the, the Warriors, when it comes to the Bay, they are always going to be considered the third team out of that, like, out of the Bay that is considered great. Everybody loves the 49ers. They got a whole bunch of history in, you know, with the 49ers. You got that. When you think about the Giants, the Giants are always considered, like, the, the town team, if you want to call it that. And then you had the Warriors, because honestly, people were like, yo, like, I'll just root for the Lakers. Like, the Warriors? Now, I get it. Y'all are dick riding Steph Curry. Y'all are dick riding Draymond Green, who averaged fucking two points, and he's talking the most shit. Draymond Green is definitely getting the award tonight, because, boy, you've been garbage. Um, he's talking cash shit. But no, 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 no. I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. I am not done. Q, I am not done. So when it comes to... So, so I get, I get that, and we're gonna let y- I'm gonna let y'all get y'all shit off, but I'm gonna stop talking because I'm not bringing up the Celtics, I'm not bringing up the NBA. I'm gonna be quiet for that segment because I feel like you and Lou need to go for that because my team lost, so I'm gonna be real quiet about it. But when it comes to that team in particular, people who are Warriors fans, people who are Lakers fans, I don't be hearing from y'all most of the year at all. I remember when people were looking at uh, Clay Thompson, like, yo, he wasn't the same. I was calling him John B. all series. I didn't know who Clay Thompson, uh, Clay Thomas was. I was like, oh, oh, oh. Where, where, where's, he, where's he been for three years, right? Draymond Green talking all the shit. He's averaging two fucking points. Everybody's making it seem like Jordan Poole is like the next great thing. I was like, all right, all right get the fuck out of here, right? Then we got, uh, what was the dude? Um, Andrew, uh, what, what, Gary, the, the dude who was a bum on no, Andrew no, no, Wiggins. He, he, he's a bum. Andrew oh, Wiggins, Andrew he's Wiggins. a bum on every other team. Yeah, he's a bum on every other team. He goes to the fucking Warriors, and it's like, hey, he's the fourth option. So I told Q at a bar, and I'm going a, I'm to a land in a second. I told Q, aren't y'all tired of seeing the same fucking play where, you know, Clay stands in the corner, and then we just end up having Steph just run around a circle, you know, around somebody playing defense and hope to throw something up. So I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to let Q play the voicemails. Um, Go ahead. All the shit that I said about L.A., all the shit that I said about the Lakers and the Warriors, the Celtics, you were getting every award tonight outside of the one I've already given because y'all played like absolute garbage. Um, Jason Tatum, you are getting the Adam Gates Why Are You Still Here award because I'm at the point now. I'd rather have Marcus Smart. And the reason why is he showed up when it mattered. I need, and this is in respects to Baylor, <coughs> excuse me, I need him to stop trying to find the Mamba mentality and figure out that he's a six seven shooting guard that literally can just drive past everybody. I'm sitting there trying to figure out why he's trying to shoot outshoot the greatest fucking three point shooting duo in the fucking league almost ever. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm, I'm watching the game. I was like, yo, you're you're shooting threes and you got a wide open lane. You're taller than everybody on the court right now, other than fucking uh Al Horford. Why is this not happening? Why is the team playing like shit? And Outside of uh, Jalen Brown, who we predicted, who was actually going to show up in the finals, I said, you know what? Marcus Smart, he's actually not making as many mistakes. Who's making mistakes? Mr. Mamba mentality. Mr. I'm going to bring out the armband and stuff like that. Notice you didn't see Deuce all playoffs and shit. I'm talking about like all the finals. Because he even knew. He was like, daddy, like, what, what, what is this? What is this shit? You know what? It's garbage. Not gonna- we're not gonna. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, la- I'm, I'm a, la- I'm, I'm a land with my yeah. lessons. We're not gonna I'm go with there. my lessons, and I'm done. <laughs> uh, no, because I'm telling you, I'm not, I'm not talking about it with the NBA. After this, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna just let you have. There's a lot of shit that's happened in sports this week that has really upset me. Uh, we'll talk about that with the wrestling segment. The Celtics really upset me because this was a series that they won after Game One. And they figured they could compete by outshooting a team that they didn't even have to outshoot. They could have just played defense and dri- you know, drive the ball all game. And you could. It's, 
It's basic fundamentals. So next year, I'm already predicting that the Celtics won't be higher than a third seed. And I'm going to land my plane there. Ooh, um, Greg, I need you, like, in, in the show notes, I need you, like, in, you know, in our shared file, I need you to put that hot take in that shared file, in your, in, yep. in that first bracket. There you go. Yep. All right. So, I'm <laughs> going to play what Baylor has to, what Baylor said. I'm not going to play the other two messages that Baylor said yet. That's just him saying hello, hello to Lou, hello to Ash, to Cashley. I'm going to play with this one. I'm going to play this message first. And then I'm going to go to the next one. God damn it. We have any... Oh, my God. Oh, shit. Um, Baylor. You're welcome. You're up. Here you go. Nah, Greg. You got to realize that the Clippers franchise has been out so long. So when Golden State popped off for the first time, they transferred over there. So you got a lot of Clipper fans that's Golden State fans right now. A lot of them, actually. So isn't that isn't that telling that there's too many fucking teams in LA? It's like how, how do you have the, one of the greatest franchises of all times in the Lakers, you know, in the Lakers franchise, and you're like, you know what, we need three more fucking California franchises. Like, who the fuck thought about that? Nobody said, you know what, Wisconsin needs a team. Yeah, I understand you got Milwaukee. Give them another one uh, because they don't claim them. Then you know, up until what three years ago, so that's a story for another day. How about giving Iowa? How about giving Iowa a team? You know what? How, how about doing like the the Washington Redskins and just find a, a team that even though they're DC based, just put them in Maryland. Just call them the Maryland uh, Marauders or some shit like that. Why not? Why not give New York another team? Because the Knicks have not been an NBA franchise in like twenty six years. So you got that. How, how about oh, giving wow. the New Jersey Nets back a fucking franchise? How about saying, you know what? We're going to go to Seattle and give them back the Supersonics. You know what you said? No, nah, we're going to give you the Warriors, the Clippers, the Lakers, and the Sacramento Kings. And the fact that um, Tristan Thompson has played for three of those four teams, it's disgusting. It's like, bro, oh what, what are we doing here? Oh so, I, again, without going into a long diatribe, like, oh, no, I no, understand no, 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 why no, no. people... Hey, Greg, there, there's plenty of comment. Hey, listen, we have not even got, <laughs> gotten into the docket yet. Oh, goodness. And, and we, I, yeah, go for it. Hold, hold on, Greg. Hold on, Greg. I want to play the next comment. I want to play Ben Diamante. Thank you for listening for this. That's, thank you for joining in and listening to the show. Thank you for the comments that you have made so far. Baylor, I'm going to get to you in a second, but I got to play these next two comments. Here. We go. Oh, I feel you, bro. On the whole Kobe thing, but like, damn, bro. It's homie's fifth year. Come on. You know what that kid is coming with. It's a it's a lot. It's a new era, new generation, Greg. I just feel like that's your boy. I, I'm not a Celtics fan. I'm just saying. Because I know what you mean. He really shouldn't have bought out that uh, fucking elbow uh, wristband. But yes. Yes. I don't know. I just feel like, you know, these kids are making mistakes because, you know, it's dumb social media and shit. Mm-hmm. And they really don't know how much of a microscope they're under. I'm pretty sure the Golden State Warriors is like, oh, he bought out the Kobe band tonight? Exactly. Yep. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if the Golden State Warriors after that win was like, yo, tell him to take off that Kobe band, no cap. Like, yep. he's going to disrespect the Mamba. And FYI, remember that little meme that was tweeted when he said, Yo, I got you. And Kobe mm-hmm. responded, Golden State in five. Yep. Yep. I'll say this. I'll be real quick about it. 
the reason why, and we talked about this in the last series with Boston, I said, Boston feels as though they can win every other game. And then Lewis said, this is before Lou went on vacation, he said, and I quote, any team that wins two straight against Boston wins that series. And it happened. It, it fucking happened. Boston has okay. a habit so of... I wanna, go, go ahead, go ahead. So I want to I wanna play up the follow-up co- comment that mm-hmm. Dion has had. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play that right now, and then Bella has a follow-up, a long one. <laughs> Listen, we are not... Can we just throw We might as well get out of the way. Fuck you. We might no, we might as well get NBA out the way. Get NBA out the way. No, let's play more to the NBA, but we're gonna get the we're gonna get the finals out of the way right now. Right, here we go. All right, Diamante, you're up. Here we go. Not only that, when it comes to the Lakers, you got a lot of LeBron fans who are Laker fans. And yes, Greg, I'm one of them. I'm a LeBron fan. I'm sorry. I wasn't with the purple and gold until the king got there, and I'm just being honest. Okay, to be honest, I preferred his ass to stay in Cleveland, but I'm pretty sure LeBron was like, uh, hey, family, uh, you want to stay in cold-ass Cleveland or live life in L.A.? Yeah, that's what I think the talk was like. Man, I really prefer him in Miami, but it is what it is. I'll say that I agree with you. I was not, and I've said this multiple times, I'm not, a, well, I wasn't a LeBron fan, but I respect him because I don't want to be a hater in the long term. Like, Say if my daughter decides, you know what, I'm a LeBron fan. I think he was a really good player. Like, there are a lot of people who were probably fans of like Dr. J and Kareem, and then Jordan came around. They're like, who is this motherfucker? Like, what? Him? Him? He's our guy? Like, that, and probably people saw, you know, thought the same thing about Kobe. People obviously thought the same thing about LeBron. My issue has never really been with LeBron being on the Lakers. It's always been the fact that LeBron had the option of bringing everybody that was supposed to be good. And they played like ass with him. So I was like, yo, how the fuck? Like, wait a minute. I'm looking at the league and I'm like, they're just they're just going to give him everybody? Cool. Every, everybody. Like, Rondo, of all people. I'm like, oh, Rondo's going over there? Cool. Whatever. Oh, we, we got him. If he could have got Kevin Love on the Lakers, I guarantee you he would do that. And the thing is, with the Lakers organization, they are, you know, with Jeannie and all them, like, they have the ability to, you know, just bring people. That's a big market. My issue is, you can't be a big market and play the way that they're playing. LeBron played good. The rest of his team, outside of like the first six people on the roster, I'm looking at like, yo, like what college did they go to? Oh, they went to Anne Arundel Community College? Oh, okay, sure. Like, <laughs> great. Um, whatever. Um, but then like the whole shit with JaVel McGee, I'm like, yo, like JaVel McGee did nothing. And he got a ring with LeBron. LeBron is a good player. So I've never like shit on LeBron for being a good player. I've just always shit on, since he's been with the Lakers, They've gotten more done with less, and it's not a good thing. It, it just felt like it wasn't supposed to happen. It happened because, like, it was structured to happen. It was like, oh, great, like, the Lakers fucking won. So then this year, like, I can't shit on the fact that the Warriors won. I just shit on the fact that, like, the people who were talking the most shit on the Warriors are the people who did less than nothing. I'm hearing from Andre Iguodala. I'm like, yo, like, you. he, he looks like, and no disrespect to Andre Iguodala, he looks like the guy who shows up to the court in all the fucking NBA gear that he doesn't intend on actually playing. Like he has the Jesus armband, Christ. he has the he has the he has the arm sleeve, he has the leg sleeve, he has the knee brace, he has the fucking headband. And I was like, yo, you're gonna play like four minutes. What the fuck are we doing here? That's disgusting. <laughs> it's it's disgusting. So, so right. my so, last I, thing I, is this. When it, hold on, Q, hold on, Q. My ahead. last thing I want to say ahead. is, you know, when it comes to the Lakers, though, I don't really hate the Lakers. I feel as though like they make 
LeBron the coach for a team and he doesn't get the blame when the team doesn't do right. Like, is it, who's their coach? Like, Darvin Ham? And I was like, yo, he, he was a bum yes. when he yes. was playing. So it's like, so what What happens 16 games in the season when they realize, like, the Lakers, they start fucking, like, two and nine. And we're sitting there like, uh, so who are they going to fire? Like, is it LeBron's fault? Is it uh, Carmelo's fault? Is it Anthony Davis, who nobody ever blames for shit? Oh, it's not his fault? Oh, we're going to fire Darvin Ham. Well, guess what? He don't give a fuck. Like, it's Darvin Ham. They're running. They're running out of players who are already the bare minimum that you know played in the league that could be head coaches. To the oh point where we're picking Darvin Ham, who's he's done less than nothing his entire fucking NBA career, and that like, so what's going to happen next? You want to have Christian Leitner be the assistant coach for the Lakers? Is, is this what's going to happen? What? You know what? You know what? You know what? <laughs> you're playing. But I'm gonna shut up. I'm gonna shut up. I'm gonna shut up. <laughs> you're playing this landed, and we you're have welcome. Four you're com- we have four comments. You know what, um, Cashley, I, the, the wrestling segment is usually first. Um, we're going to get to you. <laughs> it's <in a> okay. <laughs> I, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But, it's okay. Um, Baylor has four comments directed you squarely, squarely at Greg. So we're going to play the first one. Here we go. Right now. Uh, did you ever realize how big California is? <laughs> we only have two teams in L.A. The other, the other teams are in the Bay Area. The Bay Area is six to eight hours away. We have a big state. I think we're the second biggest next to Texas, right? You know what I mean? Now, Texas only got a few teams. They got a gang of teams in Texas, though, too. You know what I'm saying? And no tags. They got no tags. So, yeah, man, I feel it, dog. Hey, all respect to the Celtics. Look at the good. Look, look, look on the bright side. We both still tied at 17. Both still tied at 17, big dog. You know what I'm saying? Now, who's going to get there first? Who knows? Who knows? Hey, shout out to Tatum, though. You're right. Stop with the mama mentality. Just, just, go, just go Jason Tatum in. I agree. Last thing, and I'm done. I'm going to shut up. I agree. Texas and California are big states. Explain why you have so many scrub-ass teams. Somebody needs to explain that shit. The Houston Texans are literally like the, the Washington Mystics of football. The Sacramento Kings are essentially like watching an MLS team try to play like Messi. Why? 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 <laughs> so, uh, again, no disrespect to California. No disrespect for Texas. Y'all teams, like, when we, if I go to California, I'm going because I want to see the Lakers play. I've never heard anybody say, you know what we're doing this weekend? We're going on vacation. We're going to go to California or we're going to go to, you know, just any part of the Bay. We're going to go see the Sacramento Kings play. Raise your hand if you've ever said, you know what I did tonight at 10 p.m.? I watched the Sacramento Kings play anybody. Don't worry. I'll wait. I'll be on mute. All right. Next comment from next comment from Baylor. Here we go. Uh, Newsflash. There's still a lot of Lakers fans that don't fuck with Bomb. They just... We know a good business uh, transaction when we see. That was all business. All due respect, LeBron is going to be top three of all time, top five by most. But yeah, that was always a business deal. So he is right. A lot of Lakers fans then become Bron fans. But I'm going to say most of that is not even temporary. <laughs> that shit is that shit over. You know what I mean? As far as I'm concerned, a lot of niggas want him traded in AD dog. But that's house business. Okay. Um, any other? 
Anyway, we have more comments from Jalen. Uh-huh. Keep okay. playing them voicemails. All jokes know. aside, though, don't shit on um, Tatum like that because you're not going to – it's not going to be too many players that come out of college built like him. He's young, bro. I think he only like 23. Give him some time, bro. You got Kobe 5 to 7. Curry 4 to 6. You know what I'm saying? So – he got time. Y'all got a cool squad. Y'all just got it's the money thing. Tell you the truth, that's gonna keep y'all away from the championship. That's why y'all window and y'all got a rookie head coach. Y'all in, y'all in good blessings right now. I'm not shitting on y'all. I just like making fun of y'all because I can. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I, actually, everything that Baylor said is absolutely right. I think Tatum though, he's like 24 or whatever. He just turned 24. I have a lot of high hopes for Tatum, but a couple people said this. Tatum isn't going to be a Pierce. Tatum is going to go where he can win once he realizes that Boston can't get him that win. Because eventually they're going to have to pay him. Eventually they're going to have to pay Jalen. They got, if they can't get it done in the next two years, it's just going to implode. It's really that simple. You know what Tatum needs. All right. His whole game is great. The one thing Mm -hmm. that he's missing, and you can tell during the finals, the one thing Mm -hmm. that he's missing is that killer instinct. Is that Bingo. instinct to take it to take a game over? Yep. And, and, but that, and you, that, yeah. But that's what pisses yep. everybody off. Like I had people messaging me, Lou, and they were like, "Yo, like this is your man." Like, yeah, like yes, he's my guy. And these are people who were like Lakers fan, and they weren't shitting on me because of the fact that like I'm a Celtics fan. They're mad because they like Tatum, so right. they all like you know people were putting Tatum in like the almost superstar status, and then he just like disappears like poof exactly it all it was like it's like the the thanos snap and it's like oh, where the fuck did he go at and right and, and i mean it's just like what like, baylor said though i mean he's young yeah. it's his first finals so he'll get yeah. there again you know his yeah. name's just gonna but, get better that, but that's the issue though like when he loses he has the youth uh, you know to his favor like oh he's still young but then when he wins, we're putting him in, like, the Kobe tier. Like, yo, like, right. he, he got that Mamba mentality. He got that instinct because he, he scored 43. He had no fucking choice because he didn't play, like, anything for the first fucking four games. So, like, he was hoping, like, all right, he going to come in, in in game six, game seven and do something. Imagine being at TD Garden. It's like, yo, like, we can't even get to game seven for him to do shit because he didn't show up to begin with. Right. So, you know. All that wearing the armband, talking about Kobe and stuff like that. I was starting to get annoyed, and Q was getting mad at me for saying it. It was like, bro, like, as somebody who's, like, recently became a, a, a not a fan of Kobe, but I've respected Kobe. I always kind of, like, hated him because of the shit that he's done. But when I think about, like, okay, like, that's your idol and stuff like that, but you're not your idol. Like, he was your mentor and stuff like that, but I'm sure he mentored you to be the player that you are in your own right. Like, right, I, couldn't right. exp- I couldn't see Donovan Mitchell playing in the NBA finals the same way Jason Tatum did. And they both were mentored by Kobe. And I know that's going to sound disrespectful, but can you imagine a series where Phoenix would have ended up playing like Boston and you had the two Kobe mentees playing? I honestly think Donovan Mitchell would have outdone Jason Tatum in that series. That's an argument people need to start having. Who has more of the Mamba mentality, Donovan Mitchell or Jason Tatum? Right. I hear you. Oh, well, the comments have been flying in like crazy. Oh, my God. You're welcome. Cassie, Cassie, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so, so sorry. I'm so It's so okay. Sorry. It's okay. I understand. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so, so sorry. All right. Next comment. Next comment. Here we go. Baylor, 
You're right. Here we go. But don't let Greg fool y'all, though. I let Greg get his bars off because when he go on his rants, that shit is Kanye-esque, right? But I've been talking about the Celtics all year, buddy. You know what I mean? I know everybody don't listen to Open Run all the time, every week. But I've been talking about the Boston Celtics all year, how they've been a top five defense in the league in regular season and the MV top defense in the postseason. And I picked them to go and play against Golden State because that was a perfect matchup. But I wanted Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler to go because I, do, I deserve any nigga that can carry a team by himself to the finals. He deserve a, he deserved a shot at it. But we all know Boston had the better overall defense. It just didn't show up in six games. <laughs> keep them going. Keep them voice notes going. You're welcome. You're welcome. This is where your basketball intellect just kind of is getting a little smoky and shuffled because you don't even know where your coach came from. <laughs> oh, wow, wow. But you know what? It don't matter. These new coaches is the wave, bro. The pops is about to be out of here. Like, like, it's a lot of the OG. Co- we don't even have too many OG coaches left. So who would you pick, bro? Honestly, it's a lot of niggas that you would pick from that Golden State bench. A lot of players, I mean, a lot of coaches from that Boston bench. And the Lakers already have some of those coaches. We had an all-star coach lineup. So you need mm-hmm. to tell me who else would you hire? You have a rookie coach, and you don't know where he came from. No, no, no. See, you see, I specifically said Darvin fucking Ham. Did I not say that? I even went on a diatribe and said Darvin Ham at least three times so we can recognize that. And hopefully he doesn't leave another voicemail about this because I'm just going to say it one more time. I'm speaking on Darvin fucking Ham. If I went and looked for a basketball card, my stack of basketball cards, I probably have 16 Darvin Hams. So when we talk about all the other people, players included, that could have been a coach for any other team, just name Lou. Please explain. You can name one of your fl- uh, favorite players for the last 15 years, and I can guarantee you it wouldn't have been Darvin Ham. Oh, yeah, I can, I, I, can, I, can, I can double down on like, that. <laughs> yes. Like, when, when I'm thinking about somebody who was like, all right, like, who's going to get us a win? It, it almost felt like the Lakers were saying, you know what? We're kind of running out of options of dudes who've been fired by LeBron previously. Let's pick up some new people. It was like, oh, Darvin Ham? Yeah, like, if he doesn't do good, he's, he's Darvin Ham. Notice there aren't any coaches, like, he, you know, Baylor was saying, like, the Pops and stuff like that. It's not like they don't want to coach LeBron. It's also like they'd rather go and win with another team. And if LeBron comes there, yes. Nobody wants to go and coach for six months only to be fired because the rest of the fucking team is playing like shit. I mean, have I told a lie yet? Think about the, nope. the coach. Who was the the coach that won with the Lakers in the bubble chip, right? Well, you know they were talking. Was it Vogel, right? Everybody said, yeah. "Oh, well, Vogel, he might he might be like Spolster and shit like that." Next thing you know, he's on the chopping block. We're like, "Oh, okay." So what happened to all that Spolster talk? Le- LeBron kind of solidified Spolster because guess what? Like it, he just got the luck of the draw, and Spolster is a really good fucking coach. When I look at Darvin Ham, I'm trying to figure out, you know, what did he coach? Did he coach a volleyball team? And LeBron, like, just like, you know, he walked past the stadium or the arena and was like, you know what? Like, he used to play ball, right? I'm thinking of players who are, like, not even just legends. Players, you're like, you know what? They historically actually did something good. There are players who probably played with LeBron and won a ring that could be a coach for LeBron. I'm looking at Ray Allen right now like, yo, why the fuck aren't you out here trying to be a coach, an assistant coach? 
Do something with LeBron. He hasn't done nothing. Y'all just literally just put 50 names in the hat, and the first one that came out was Darvin Ham. That's disgusting. <laughs> and the fact that I'm saying this shit and nobody's understanding it, it, it baffles me. I'm like, Darvin, I'm going to shut up. Tatum is better than all those three. We've already established that. And he's a better two-way player. It goes Tatum, and then it's a tie between Booker uh, and Spider-Mitch. But Tatum got the total package, Pauls. He just, he just, get that nigga some time, bro. Y'all want these niggas to grow up? Kobe was a different type of nigga, bro. That nigga had a chip on his shoulder when he was born. Tatum grew up watching that nigga who had a chip on his shoulder. Let that nigga grow, bro. The championship, he got a taste of it. Now he just got to get back. That 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 text he sent to uh, Kobe, that shit is still relevant. It's only corny because that shit didn't unfold right then and there. Let that nigga sit in that text. Let him watch it. Let that nigga based on it. And let that nigga get his W's down there in, there in the future, dog. And hopefully, y'all front office will keep that nigga surrounded with some great players. If anything, Marcus Smart might be gone. Jaden Brown might be gone. Those niggas might be leaving. And those dope-ass role players y'all got, Derek White and them. Agreed. Agreed. I have no So, he had a, a, a follow-up comment to that, and I didn't go in order. So, I'm going to play with the, the last part of that message that they had. Dog, you're missing a point. I know you say you're going to talk about it no more, but we got to bring some type of common sense. When you look at the coaches that ha- that is having success in today's game, these are not the players that she was collecting their cards. You, these wasn't the players, bro. You just said you had 16 Darvin Ham cards. You probably had about 16 or 20 Steve Kerr cards. So it's the niggas who wasn't the superstars or even, you know, the second option. Probably key role players who's been uh, assistant coach on multiple teams, championship teams, where you soak this in, Greg. You know better, dog. You know the game. Come on, man. You can't now. No, don't do that. Hey, we till we still tied at seventeen, though, ain't we? <laughs> you, you see what I mean? Darvin Ham or not, we still we still tied at seventeen, dog. What up, Q? <laughs> you see so what I mean? I'm gonna. So I'm I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back and I'm going to play a, a, a pertinent comment. Actually, you know what? We're going to pause on here from Barla for a minute. I want to hear from the other from the other commenters that have like fun, Fetty Kate. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining in tonight. We're going to play your comment next. Here we go. Hi, Greg. Hi, the Prince. Hi, Lou. Hi, Cashley. YBAB Sports Desk, the Father's Day recap show. Damn That's right. I love a good review. Damn right. That's fine. Uh, thank you for listening yeah. in. Fanny Cake, hello. How are you? Thank you. Thank you for being a loyal listener. Um, I'm, the next comment we're going to, the next comment I'm going to play from Diamante. Yeah, I know he's been waiting a while. So I'm going to play this right now. And then we can go back to Baylor. Here we go. I think he just gained the killer instinct. Jason Tatum. Going back to yep. the comment, I don't know if you'll get to this one in time, but. I think he already gained the killer instinct with his loss. To me, the main Uh thing with the Celtics was they just lost gas. There was a point in time where they they kept up with defense, the whole running around shit that you just spoke about, Craig. It's like, yeah, they they, they knew. Uh Just get to Steph when he runs around the whole loop. 
Get to Clay. Clay, mm-hmm. where was Clay at? I mean, when Clay got open, he didn't make his shots. Clay was more of a better defensive player than offensive, if you ask me. But facts. You know, I just think the, the Celtics got so much potential, and I'm not gonna just knock them out of the barrier, bro. Like, mm-hmm. like he said, though, five years in, young Jason Tatum, he just needs to play his game. He can't mimic a Paul Pierce or even a Kobe, bro. You just need to be the 2022-23 version of a Celtic. That right there. That, Greg, that, right. But you want to know what's so funny? That, that, that's, what's, that's so funny. That's all I've been asking for. It's not like when people were bringing up the Kobe shit, I was actually upset. Like, Baylor will tell you, like, you know, the shirts that I have with, you know, that he sent me from Baylorism, they have Kobe face on it and Lakers, you know, and, you know, the Laker hat, but it's in Celtic colors. And I still wear it because I'm representing for my friend, but I also know it's like a, a tongue in cheek type of like, like dynamic that he and I have. So when I see a player kind of like trying to emulate another player, it's, it just, it, it's almost like just be you. Like, I remember when they were trying to make like Giannis play like Hakeem and it's like, no, let Giannis figure out who the fuck Giannis is. And then he can take the tutelage he got from other players. And become that great player. Tatum, what you know, Baylor said was he did the one critical mistake that kind of like hurt my heart, which is like, yo, like you're leaning on the narrative of Kobe to get you there. Kind of like when you watch Space Jam and you had fucking Daffy Duck and them drinking fucking Michael uh, Michael Secret stuff. And it's like, yo, like no, it's just water. Like yo, it, it's you can't get it. Like it's in you. It's not Kobe. And I hope that you know, like Demonte said, like. I hope that he realizes, like, yo, he has it. He just has to figure out where it is. The East is not going to get any stronger in the offseason. And the reason why, the Eastern Conference is just ass. If we're going to keep it 100%, the Eastern Conference is garbage. And they look like they're going to be even more garbage. Like, the West right now, I don't even want to fucking, like, whoever... Boston, Milwaukee, or Kevin Durant, because I'm not mentioning the other dude, like, whoever they end up playing in the NBA Finals, it's, it's, go- it's going to be rough. Yo, it's going to be rough for Brooklyn. Can you imagine okay. if you end up getting, like, K- hold on, hold on, if you get KD versus fucking the Warriors, it's going to be disgusting. But, you know, to bring the point home, when it comes to Tatum, I really hope that he figures out what he is as a player instead of trying to figure out if Kobe's, you know, and the legacy of Kobe is going to get him where it is. I'm going to be on okay. mute. Go ahead. Absolutely. absolutely. Uh, I agree with you 100%, Greg. Right. So um, here's the plan for the next <laughs> for the next 15 minutes. I'm going to play the comments that Baylor and Diamante had. Um, if you want to add comments, commentary after I play their comments, go right ahead. But I also want to be respectful for our guest co-hosts because I know there's a lot that um, there's a lot that needs to be said about wrestling and, and, and all the news that has happened um, the you know this past weekend with Vince. Um, so I want to be respectful to Cashley. I also want to be. I definitely want to be respectful to our fellow co-hosts, um, Pam, who asked Cashley to step into her place. So I'm going to play these. And if you don't have a comment, just say, hey, keep going. Um, but I, you know, I, I do want to be respectful to our guest co-hosts tonight. Is that fair? 
just Absolutely. play them all through. All right. Thank you very much. So first comment from first comment from, from Baylor, and then we're gonna go from there. Here we go. <laughs> you you want me to come to bat for some teams that I don't root for? I don't care about Golden State. I don't care about the Sacramento Kings. They got some dope ass shorts, though. I'm not gonna lie to you. But no, great. We gotta stick to we gotta stick to our teams, right? Lakers, Raiders, Dodgers, UCLA. Those are the teams that I'm talking about. I don't care about the rest of those teams. And the 49ers do have a porno star. But he's not going to be starting this year. He's not starting this year. I doubt it. No, they got the youngster over there. Look, man, that's just it is what it is, Greg. Like, y'all going to be back. Are y'all going to be back in the finals? Shit, I don't know. That depends on how Miami reload. They talking about getting deal. <laughs> Um, before I play Baylor's next comment on that, I'm going to say um, we're going to talk about Bradley Bill later in the show. I don't know how later in the show. Have mercy, but we're going to talk about that. So I'm going to play the next Bill, the next comment Baylor had. Here we go. No, that wanted to go for the Celtics. We said fuck that. We all give Golden State. Then Golden State can win the next six championships. They still ain't going to be close to us. We ain't tripping. You know that. But we love all the Boston players. There's, there's not a Boston roster besides the big three, and we fuck with Rondo. We was fucking with Rondo, too. We didn't like Paul Pearson. He from the city. You know what I'm saying? Because that nigga was a true Boston player. The other two niggas just came in and helped that nigga win championship or whatever. But, nah, man, we fuck with that whole Boston squad. But we going to make fun of y'all. Y'all niggas came close to 18, but y'all didn't come close enough. Hey, dog. I was talking about Boston all year. I don't know where you was at, Greggy. I don't know where you was at. I was actually, hey, technically, if you want to go back, I should have on Golden State more than I did with the Celtics. Oh, yeah. Overrun with BTG, Cashley. Go check Go check me out one time, please. Please. That's all. You're going to get the truth over there. Greggy's emotional right now. I can't do nothing about that. I'm out. <laughs> Uh, Diamante, these last two comments are dedicated to you. Here we go. Fact, if he really wanted to, he could. Jason Tatum could really be a newer version of Larry Bird. Like, I don't know. Now I think about it, he's like more handles, more, more faster. It's like a modern Larry Bird that can dribble the rock like he was fucking AI or some shit. Well, not like AI, but he's going to get there, I think. He's been working on them dribbles heavy. I think he's been working with the professor, too. Oh, great. They say Donovan Mitchell looking at Miami. What you think? Great comment. I can't. Nah, fuck that. Yeah, I'm supposed to shut up so you can play these voicemails. Let's get to it. No, no, no. The other two, the other the other two comments is just Berla saying hello to Cashley, hello to Lou. Um, he he kind of gave a hello to me, but we're not going to play those right now. And, and who, was the, who was the player that he was saying again? Donovan Mitchell. Um, <laughs> um, nah, nah. Remember when everybody thought that like Kyle Lowry was going to be a threat going to Miami? You see how that worked out? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's just another fucking thing. We, we got to stop thinking like the, these, the, I don't want to say journeymen, but like these guys who are like barely good wherever they were or, you know, like Donovan, he was good. Okay, I ain't going to sit here in front. Like, but 
you move him over to Miami and you know, no, no, Miami's just Miami's always going to be the team that's supposed to be the six seed, but they just they're better than the teams that's supposed to be good. Miami was a, a, a how can I put it a seven seed that ended up being a one seed. Truthfully, truthfully, okay. if I look at the playoffs against Miami, that's you know when I when I look at Miami, I don't see Miami. I see the Washington Wizards in Florida. Jesus oh, Christ. Christ. You know what? You know what? All right. On that note. Oh, oh you don't, don't, don't want to hear the truth. <laughs> you don't want. How you gonna ask my opinion? You don't, don't want the truth. It's, it's, no, 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 no. Um, great. I want to hear the truth, but we have a special co-host tonight. Well, well exactly. So let, let her and I get to it. Let her and I get to it. Listen, listen. We have a special co-host tonight, and I want to be respectful of her time. We have the rest of the night talking about the NBA, the rest of the NBA, and the rest of the NFL, and the rest of Major League Baseball, and boxing, and um, shooting whatever on at anything that uh, whatever cash me. Yes. Hey. Wrestling <laughs> right now. Yes. <laughs> let's, let's, let's change the subject because there was a <laughs> lot of things. Thank you. I, I really have to say thank you so much for like enduring this like, like hour long. It's cool. It's, it's cool. <laughs> Um, You're fucking welcome, Q. <laughs> <laughs> my God. <laughs> I am the fucking host. So yes, oh, I am. Oh, my God. Anyway, Cashley, thank you so much for for for, for um, coming from coming out of the bullpen to support your co-host on the Melon yeah. Mat. Mel- Let's talk wrestling. I'm going to go on mute because, you know, I don't know what the <laughs> fuck is going on right now. It is all of course. Yeah, we don't get into it. But yeah, before I do that, I do want to send, I do want to send special healing vibes to my beautiful, wonderful co-host Pam. Um, hopefully you're out there listening. Hopefully I do you proud with the, with the fill-in today. But uh, let's let's take it from the top. Uh, there is definitely a lot going on in wrestling. I think this last week we were bombarded with hot premium green tea that was just overflowing out of nowhere and all of our cups were filled to capacity so let's let's get started with wwe Vinnie mac and investigation paying out all these nda money well um that was how do you feel q (laughs) (laughs) greg you know my cash out and I'm gonna need a I'm no, gonna no. need a payment. I'm gonna need a payment now. Because no, 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 well, I got to give Greg my personal flowers since he's here um, in person to Greg the Seer, who called it months ago that WWE would have something big that would, you know, pretty much almost knock it on his face. Um, well, I recently revealed that uh, Vince McMahon had paid out $3 million to a woman who was a former employee 
that he allegedly had an affair with. And not only that, but we recently learned that this very same woman was also involved with his head of talent, his right-hand man, John Laronitis. Mm. Yeah, so that, that was pretty nasty. So they were doing the, the pass around and the payouts pretty bad, especially considering all the layoffs they had due to budget cuts. So then, of course, you know, everyone mm. has their hot takes. Was this the reason for all the budget cuts? Who knows? I don't know. But it was also recently revealed as of today that two other law firms out in Cali are investigating them, one for breach of fiduciary duties and another for uh, misleading shareholders. So possibly mm-hmm. causing their shareholders a loss of 100K or more and basically want shareholders to reach out to them. So, yeah, this is going to get worse before it gets better. Um Vinnie Mac did voluntarily step down as CEO, head of the company, and his daughter, Stephanie McMahon, is now the interim CEO. But make no mistake, Vinnie Mac is still retaining creative control. He ain't letting that go. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, Greg, how you feel, Q? Your thoughts on it? (laughs) How you fucking feel, Q? No, 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 no. I want, I want to say this. I want to say this because you know Q is the, the main one on the sports desk who does not watch wrestling. And I said I there will be a day of reckoning. There will be a day of reckoning where some <laughs> where he would actually have to comment on something because he commented in our group chat about said things. Went on a whole diatribe about it, you know, because that's his favorite word of the week, diatribe. I so just, when we talked, you know what he all said? Right, he so, said, so, "All right, go, you go, know go what? ahead, Q. Go ahead. You know go what, ahead, Q." Okay. Ashley, I'm sorry. Again, I'm sorry. As the, the show, I am very, very sorry. It's okay. Vince had to fucking go. I may now actually be interested in the WWE because Vince is gone. Hello. Hello. Oh, welcome. Great. Does that make you happy? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. That's that's exactly what I wanted to hear because what Q said is I followed years ago, but I'm glad to see that my decision to completely hate the fake sport <laughs> of wrestling has confirmed my decision to step away. Well, some real yes, shit is happening in wrestling, yes, and now he did. wants to watch it. Now mm-hmm. I'm going to give my little spiel, and it's not going to be long because clearly I've already talked to you guys for four yes, years yes, before we even yes, got yes, into this. Yes, but you, you know what? If yes, if, if, here's the thing: if it wasn't, if you it have, was not for, you have one minute and thirty seconds break. Go. Oh well, well here's the thing: if I have a minute and thirty seconds, who is going to talk to Cashley? You? You don't even watch it. So let me. Get, <laughs> I don't care. So when so when it, so you have so when it, a minute and thirty seconds right now. Then you okay, later. so fine. You have a minute and 30 now, seconds. Now, 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 watch what I do with my minute and 30 seconds. <laughs> Let's have a moment of silence for Vince McMahon. No, fuck that. You got, now you have, you see what I mean? You have a minute and 10 seconds. Go. Exactly. And mind you, he's interrupting me while I'm giving my spiel. Everything I said for the last year and a half. Even when people were saying, and Pam said this as well, she was like, Greg, you're wrong. Greg, you don't know it all. It's like, no, it's not that I don't know it all. The writing's on the wall. And we weren't expecting this much of a bombshell. I just honestly said, and I said this last month, 
Vince, by the end of the year, I said he's going to be forced. I didn't say he was going to give. I didn't say he was going to, you know, retire. I said he's going to be forced to you sell did. the WWE to Disney. Now, yes, someone would yes, say, why Disney? Disney is the biggest shareholder right now that actually is wanting and capable of purchasing the WWE. They have the deals with USA and they have it with Fox, right? But Disney has a network. Disney already has pretty much every big conglomerate, including Star Wars, Marvel, blah, 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 blah. Having a sports entertainment business like the WWE is going to generate them even more revenue and more fan base. Yes, it's bound to happen. But I'll land the plane by just saying I'm sick of being right about the WWE. I'm also sick of the fact that the way that they treat the women in that brand, because that's coming out this summer. This isn't Ten seconds, well, it is the first. Like I said, <laughs> this will not be the last time you hear that somebody in that brand on that brand has done something to pay off a woman. And I can't wait for them to sell. Now, with that being said, we're going to get back to Cashley because clearly she's the only other person I can talk about wrestling right now. Thank you, thank you for, well, for the twenty-five second mark in the sex in the sex group. Cashley, all yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, well, it kind of you know piggyback off of Greg's point. Um, I, I definitely think that a sale is definitely coming, and I feel like there's going to be more inquiries into company business because the fact that this all came out publicly is pretty huge. Um, if you've been a wrestling fan for as long as we have. We normally don't hear about scandals until like years later. So it just shows we're in a different time, different era. If things are going on, it's definitely going to sleep out of those closets. So let's just wait and see what other skeletons fall out. And uh, speaking of Vinnie Mac uh, and investigations, two law firms um, have come forward to reveal that they are also investigating WWE for uh, breach of fiduciary duty. And also misleading shareholders. So, uh, yeah, so that there, there's a lot more to come. Um, Vinnie Mac has uh, announced the appearances on SmackDown. So he made his appearance on WWE SmackDown to semi-address the crowd. But he only did so by repeating the company tagline, said welcome to SmackDown, and then McMahon strutted his behind out of there. So. um. Yeah, that was pretty much it. Um, (laughs) uh, Vinnie Mac also made an appearance on WWE Raw, um, which he did a similar thing. But he also announced um, that John Cena was making his return next week um, for his 20th anniversary. So uh, shout out to John Cena celebrating 20 years of hustle, loyalty, and respect. So let's see what next week's show is going to be like. Can I ask a stupid question? Okay. Is it really 20 years when you've been gone for six? (laughs) Um, I know that that sounds ridiculous, but... I mean, if you want to get into technicalities, yes, because he officially has not retired. So, yeah, that clock did keep going. That's crazy. Are you talking about Cena? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah, well, 20 years as a wrestler, but 
he's been gone. He's been part time for six years. Put it that way. No, mm-hmm. yeah. he hasn't even been part time for six years. The last time we saw him was what 2015, 2016? No, he was. And he came back last year. And uh, yeah, did he come back last yeah, year he and then challenge uh, Roman Reigns. Yeah, he did. Okay, so in that six uh, between what 2015 and 2016. So if he comes back for like you know one match a year, does that continue the streak, or is that just because he wasn't here? What 2018, 19, 20, or what this year right now? So technically, well, it hasn't been like I, I I don't know. I just I, I feel like well WWE, we're talking well we're talking about least, WWE now. So um, yeah. In yeah, terms that, that of WWE, they true. they'll keep that clock going. They'll keep they'll keep it going. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know. So technically, what so. you're saying is Edge has been wrestling for 35 years. Is what you're saying? Because if we're going by yeah. the metrics of that, like that's crazy. Yeah, Vince got to mm-hmm. cut it out. He has to fucking cut it out. It's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> how, how you going? How, how you, like that, can you, like. I understand Vince likes to call in favors, but you're trying to tell me, and I'm trying to be as graphic as I can possibly be with this, but you fuck one of the people that you hired and you get caught doing it. So what you do is you call in a favor to fucking John Cena and, you know, somebody else who you haven't mentioned yet to say, you know what? Like, I need the heat off of me. <laughs> like, help, help me get the generate these sales and shit. Don't nobody care no more, Vince. Like, just admit you are a failure in this generation when it comes to wrestling the people who were fucking 16 that were john cena fans they're fucking 27 now like they have families and shit like their families can't go yeah. to john cena so you got that I, I, I don't understand it like as much of a wrestling fan well, as i am that cashley is that pam is even q that's why like i give q so much shit is because i know how excited Q was to go to like the wrestling events that we had gone to. And no, 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 I'm not, I'm not, hold on, hold on, hold on, Q. I'm not shitting, I'm not shitting, hold on, give me a second, please give me a second, give me a second. No, no, no. The reason why I was it's, saying that. It's nothing, it's nothing bad. Thank you for detonating mm-hmm. the docket for the night. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. That's why I love y'all. That, that, that is, this is You're, exactly the, the type of show that I have been wanting to create. And we won it tonight. So yes, continue. Go ahead. Thank you. I just wanted to say that. Okay. Well, well, thank you. So now, because trust me, you got three more segments to get through, and then I'm going to make me a drink. But again, let, let me let me just say this because I, I really want to get loose take on this. So and everything I've said about wrestling, like you know, I'm always saying like, yo, I was right about this, blah 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 blah. And I know somebody's like great being a dickhead about it, but it's like it's not even me being right about it. It's just one of those things where it's kind of like the writing's on the wall. And we keep letting shit slide for a while, but then we get like some groundbreaking news and like, yo, what the fuck? You know, it's bad when WrestleMania and like those YouTube channels and stuff like that, those Facebook groups, they're all trying to figure out like what all happened. And it's like, yo, it was there the entire time. Like Hmm. when you see that Vince McMahon is going to be on Raw, and I know we made a joke of it in our group chat. I was like, yo, they're using photos of Vince McMahon from like 2004. Vince McMahon. Doesn't he doesn't look like that? If you look at Vince McMahon from when he Greg, went to SmackDown versus Great, Great, yo, mm-hmm. I want you to read the text that he said in the group chat, and I want you to repeat word for word, verbatim, what I just said. 
Yes. He says, you know it's bad when I have a comment to make on wrestling. It, it, it's it's clear. Um, but yeah, there we go. I, I'm, I'm say, going, I'm, I, I want to say this. But, well, I'm, I'm going to do the same thing because I really I know how much Lou has talked about the history of wrestling, and I think the three of us, well, the four of us, including Q, have lived through a lot of stages of wrestling and stuff like that. But Lou, when we first started bringing, you know, you know, Pam and Melon and Matt, and you know, and even Cashley, we started talking wrestling on this show. Lou started with the premise of like. It isn't what it used to be, and he's held up that prestige of what it used to be, hoping that it would kind of translate towards the future and transcend wrestling into the future. Um, mm-hmm. So what I want to leave with is a question for Lou, and hopefully, Cashley, you can answer this, and then we can go into more of wrestling. Um, where do you sit as a wrestling fan knowing that the biggest brand is – in the position to lose it all. Kathy, go ahead. You, you, you want to go first or no, you can. You oh, okay. Go ahead. Okay. Um, me personally, I'm not concerned because I know there's other promotions I can go to for my wrestling. So and I've been preparing for this moment. Now, and, and, if you've been one of those wrestling fans just watching WWE for years and you haven't been branching out, mm-hmm. then yeah, you're hurting right now. Right. But me, I'm right. not concerned. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll, just, I'll piggyback right off what she said, too. Like, you know, me probably being the eldest out of the group, um, you know, I was raised, you know, watching WWF, which is now WWE. And back then, all you had was basically. WWE, NWA, and then NWA went to WCW. And then occasionally you would find ECW, but you could only watch that at like three in the morning on like some, some jacked right. up cable channel. So, um, mm-hmm. but see, like now that there's AEW, there's, uh, the New Japan, uh, and there's all these indie wrestling, you know, wrestling, you know, <laughs> the, the kids nowadays or, you know, not even kids, even young adults or whatever they have more to watch than just WWE. So they're probably sitting Mm -hmm. back like, oh, well, you know, it is what it is. I got this to watch. I'll just watch this now. Yeah. Yeah, and and if you think about it, especially in terms of like AEW, uh, a lot of their fans are former WWE fans anyway, who probably saw all this coming. And were so disillusioned Mm -hmm. with the product. It's like, yeah, let me just go over here now. Yeah, but yeah, the WWE fans well, are gonna hurt when all this finally blows up. So right, yeah. The ones it, that it have followed really WWE and, and only WWE, those are the ones that are gonna be like, mm-hmm. like, oh my god, what am I what am I gonna do now? I gotta watch this, and I don't know right. anybody, you know, shit like mm-hmm. that. So yeah, mm-hmm. well, yeah. I'm, I'm glad y'all answered um, that for me because yeah, yeah. How do you feel? Well, I mean, I've I've said a lot and I've talked a lot of shit about the WWE. um, But the the more and more I look at it, I'm actually kind of frustrated because if, like, how can I put it? If management was better, a lot of the people we see on these other brands, they wouldn't be necessary because the brand that makes their wrestlers the most money 
would have generated enough revenue as well as like prestige. Like when I see like John, like Moxley and Daniel Bryan, when they all left and went to like AEW, it, it's the equivalent of like going and interviewing for a job that you know you're going to make less money, but you'll be happier. You're like, you know what? Yeah, I'll take right. the $30,000 pay cut, but you know what? I'm happier. Right. And it's like, you know, like, damn, like mm-hmm. seeing it in your face as somebody who works at like a nine to five, like we always strive to have that job that pays us well, but we also have like, you know, a work-life balance. Clearly people weren't getting that at WWE. So then when you see people go to like brands who aren't going to make them less money, but they're happy, they're doing their passion still. They're like, you know what? I'm getting exposure and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, I don't have the merch and stuff like that. I'm not, I don't have a WrestleMania, but you know what I do have? Like peace of mind. I do have the ability to just generate for my family still. Yeah, I might not be making a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars a year, but you know what? Like I don't have to travel Mm -hmm. as much. I don't have to mm-hmm. go and take six months off every 18 months because either I'm injured or, you know, I'm living life with family and stuff like that. So it really hurts knowing that like the brand that could literally make you so much money, but also like give you the most exposure where people were literally like living and breathing to get there. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. like they don't, they don't yeah. want to be there anymore. And that's not the case um, anymore. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I'll just say, I remember uh, uh, Kenny Omega, when uh, Pam first started doing the sports that she said crystal clear, because I was like, yo, why won't he go over there? And she said, she was like, he has no reason to go over there. That was the first time in 35 years that I've ever heard somebody say, you know what? I don't have to, like, talking about, like, WWE, they don't have to be over there. Like, the last Mm -hmm. time I heard somebody say that shit, and Cashley was there, I asked like, you know, we were talking about uh, we were talking about Goldberg and uh, Ryback and shit. And Bill Goldberg said to me, specifically said to me, he was like, I'll never go back over there for how I was treated. Blah, 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 blah. Told me all this shit. And four years later, I lied to you not and casually tell, tell me if I'm lying. What do you do? That exact thing. Went, went to WWE. And in my personal opinion, kind of ruined his legacy. He was like, you know what? I got to get into the Hall of Fame. He got into the Hall of Fame, blah, blah, blah. Right. And completely ruined the prestige. I remember them ruining Sting. They ruined DDP. They oh, ruined yeah. Macho Man. Mm-hmm. They ruined, uh-huh. I'm like, yo, uh-huh. they ruined so many people because they feel like they, it's like, it's like the good old boys club. Like, you have to be here. If you're not here, you're nowhere. So when Kenny Omega, like, they're like, oh, well, I, I guess he'd be that one person. Like, you know what? He never made it to the WWE Hall of Fame, but at that point, it doesn't matter. And now we've gotten to that point yeah. where the WWE Hall of Fame doesn't matter anymore. Like, the only people who've made it are dead. We talked about that at the, uh, during WrestleMania. I was like, yo, they're going to run out of mm-hmm. people to put in there because nobody gets along with them. They won't, they'll never put Benoit in there. They'll never put the people who was like, you know what? They actually made your brand what it was over the past 15, 20 years. Now you have people who are still wrestling that can't get into the Hall of Fame because they don't even have the accolades. You have a whole bunch of people who you released. You'll never get Bray Wyatt in the Hall of Fame. You'll never go and get like Brody or Brodus Clay, like people like that, that who honestly should be in there. I remember Brodus Clay like it was yesterday. I'm like, yo, I remember the, the Funkadelics and shit like that. They're never going to make the Hall of Fame. The people who generated revenue for you, you might get Daniel yeah, Bryan. especially that, Naomi. Yes. Yeah. Like these yeah. people, you, you fucked them over. It's so bad that when I look at um like Nia Jackson, I'm like, yo, she's gone. Y'all, y'all cut her. And I know I give her so much shit, but I, I, 
have to trade it off because I'm like, I really like her as a person. I just did not like her as a wrestler. I wasn't expecting her to get cut. I thought she was going to be one of those legacy people because of, you know, the family dynamics and shit like that. Then, you know, like Devon Dudley and all I'm like, I'm like, they're in the Hall of Fame, but like, mm, like, couldn't other, you know, other people have gone in front of them? Oh, no, because guess what? It's a good old boys club. Let's get Triple H's people in there. Let's go get Flair's people in there. Let's go get, you know, the people that, like, the Batistas and shit like that. Like, do they deserve it? They probably don't. But you know what? They got a movie coming out that, you know what? It's like one hand washing the other. So for me, I don't attribute it to, like, Laurinaitis or, or like, other people on board. I attribute it to Vince saying, you know what? I'm going to make sure you need me before I need you. And that was coming to bite him in the ass because nobody thought that, and I hate to say it because somebody said it on Facebook and they said it so perfectly. Vince has gotten away with shit like this before, but he didn't mm-hmm. have to compete with the LGBT, uh, LGBTQ community. He didn't have to deal with the Me Too movement. He didn't have to deal with the women empowerment movement. Because trust me, there was right. the Sables of the world. There's the Trish Stratuses of the world. They're the women who were saying these things vocally 15 fucking years ago and people were like, whatever. Right. Like, Vince, Vince would never, Vince would, he wouldn't do this shit. And now it's coming to a forefront. It's like, oh, well, this is it. No, oh, th- this mm-hmm. is your guy. And people are like, oh, he's been doing this for years. He's 76 yeah, years you. old. He, he's 76. You think he wasn't going and trying to fuck Sable? And no disrespect, but it's the truth. Sonny, Sonny was saying this shit 26 mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah. And people were like, oh, she's just crazy. She's on drugs and blah. Yo, to the point where people now they don't they don't believe her to this day. And she's still talking the same shit. Mm-hmm. Th- there are women That's who true. honestly like the only reason they got on is because they got on, literally. So <laughs> when I look at like, you know, and I'm not gonna say the girl's name because you know, everything is alleged right now until the paperwork actually comes out. But there are women who are documented who were saying like there were people on board. Now, mind you, they were saying this shit. This is documented on board. People who are high up in the WWE brass and the management and stuff like that, that were going and being like sexually abusive, going and doing these things. And people were just passing it off like whatever. So, you know what Vince does? The plane ride from hell. I, I, yeah, plane ride from hell, shit like that. So, mind you, he got that show canceled and stuff like that. These are things he's trying to protect. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know what? He's he's next on the chopping block. I remember oh, yeah. when the last... Do you, I don't know if you guys remember 2009, the, the, one of the first allegations that came out against Vince and stuff like that. You know what they did? Vince McMahon went on a hiatus for two years. He had Linda McMahon become the CEO of WWE Ooh. for two years. She, I remember was, the shit like it was. Was, was, that the, was that the steroids and stuff like that? That, 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 that was that whole like, well, no, the, you know, fiasco. With well, the steroids, that okay. was more like in the, uh, the 80s, I think. Steroid case. Yes. But yeah, he beat that and he, was, he felt he was invincible. So. Mm-hmm. And he just kept on going. 2009, I vividly mm-hmm. remember because Linda McMahon and uh, Teddy Long was like the GM of like SmackDown. And, you know, he was the one that was mm-hmm. like, you're going one on one with The Undertaker every week. And it's like, okay, here we, here we fucking go with this, right? But mm-hmm. basically, that was for two straight years. And then, you know, everything started taking ahead this year. And I, I, I hate bringing this shit up because it hurts my heart to even think about when we talked about how Shane McMahon did what he wanted to do at, Royal Rumble and they fired him two weeks later. I remember that. That was just this year. I remember Triple H going and saying he needed to take some time off. I remember last year HBK saying, you know what, I can't do this anymore. I remember just last month we were talking about Stephanie saying, you know what, she's stepping down. Now she can't even step yeah. down because she has to protect the brand. Mm-hmm. 
She has to fucking protect the brand because who else can? They have to have a McMahon name in there because if they don't, you know what has to happen? They have to sell. And Vince is refusing to sell. But the issue is he burnt every bridge, including his own fucking family, to the point where now yeah. nobody wants to work. Stephanie don't want to work with him. Only reason Stephanie is doing this is because she's like, you know what? If y'all have to get rid of him, I need to be here because I'm supposed to, you know, protect this legacy. Shane has already pretty much told everybody, I don't really need this fucking brand. I don't, I'm right. my own person, mm-hmm. my own man. This is always Stephanie's thing. And I remember, you know, Pam saying this before. He was like, this was never Shane's passion. It was always Stephanie's because Stephanie, I think she's the older sibling. Like she was already supposed to get this, but Vince didn't want to give it to her because she was a woman on some like, you know, when in Rome shit, like, oh, the woman isn't supposed to run the shit. It's supposed to be the son. But Shane's like, no, like, I don't need this. I'm my own person. So when he came back and he was getting treated like shit from his own father, he was like, you know what? Whatever. And again, all alleged. But the thing is, enough people talked about it. Enough beat writers have said things mm-hmm. to the point where even Bleacher Report Wrestling, it's like, yo, like, they're, they're biting their words because they don't want to, like, mess up their political connects. Who is the political connect? Vince? Mm-hmm. Vince? There's nothing Vince can do to really hurt anybody on that brand because guess what? They don't work for him anymore. They aren't on the payroll. All the people that mm-hmm. were on the payroll either got their money and they can talk their shit or they honestly just don't associate themselves anymore. Ric Flair, you know, after they fire him, you know what happened with Charlotte? We talked about that a month ago. I was like, oh, she's going to lose the belt mm-hmm. and she's going to disappear. Bingo. Then you got oh, the yeah. shit with, um, uh, with Bray. You got the shit with uh, Braun Strowman. Every person that's left for the last fucking, you know, 42 months, 48 months, you're like, oh, well, damn, like, everybody just keep magically disappearing. There's a reason for it. They know something that we don't. And everybody's trying to figure out what it is. This is what it is. Nobody wants to work for Vince. People want to work for the WWE. That's why you have people like Cody going back because he's like, you know what? That money is better than AEW money. He's one of those people, he knows for a fact, like, he wants to go there for the money and the fact that there's a legacy behind WWE. But now, Vince at 76, it's not a good, it's not good for business as long as Vince is there. So that's why I keep saying I hope that Vince does the wise decision of keeping, like, Stephanie and stuff on board, but selling to Disney. He can't sell to anybody else. Can't sell to Khan. He can't go sell to anybody he has to sell to Disney because Disney's going to be that one brand that no matter what it is, they're not going to take enough control away from the McMahon family and completely run that shit into the ground. Think about it. Marvel, they have not run that into the ground. They haven't run uh, Star Wars into the ground. All the big brands they have, they keep the creative control to the people who do it because Disney's so big, they can't put their hands in everything. Feige for Marvel has literally kept... Okay. Well, no, but kind of going back to your earlier point about, you know, folks not, mm-hmm. you know, wanting to work for WWE. Um, mm-hmm. Think about the wrestling business, I would say maybe 20 or so years ago when it was just WWE and they was the only game in town. Yep. I, I would imagine that things mm-hmm. were still bad even then, especially creatively. Um, mm-hmm. I, I can't even remember what era that was, but I think it might have been the PG era. Like creatively, things suck then too. But since they were the only yep. game, I mean, there was nowhere else for anyone else to go. Now you have AEW, you have Impact Wrestling, you have the New Japan's. It's like 
Cats got more choices now. No, we don't have to go to WWE. Um, I remember maybe four or five years ago when Vince was trying to go after Okada and even Naito from New Japan. And they were like, nah. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, they, they're not the premier place to be unless you just want to go to NXT one good time, maybe have your run just to say you did it. Maybe that's mm-hmm. the only reason. Just to add that on your resume and then keep it pushing. But um, kind of speaking on 20 years, um, well, no, let me stay on WWE just a little bit because Mm -hmm. on SmackDown this past Friday, uh, Roman put his title on the line. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. It's Riddle with a special stipulation that if Riddle would lose, he could not uh, go for the title ever again as long as Roman was champion. And Riddle lost, unfortunately, but <laughs> Brock did come out. So, um, yeah, we're going to get Brock versus Roman again for SummerSlam. Mm. I mean, Yay. but see, this kind of <laughs> speaks to what my feelings are as far as like WWE creative goes, because I kind of feel like, yeah, you kind of made Roman the it guy for maybe, what, two, three years now. So now that he's getting ready, you know, he's pretty much wrecked everybody. He's getting ready to leave. You bring Brock back. But who do you have really to be brought to? I mean, what, Bobby Lashley, Mm -hmm. maybe? But outside of that, I mean, you know, maybe Cody, if he wants he's you know, well. But, I mean, I can't really see a Cody doing much damage to a Brock, to be honest with you. Right. So, I mean, yeah, go ahead. I'm going to just be real quick. Cody has to pay his dues to Vince and them. He's not going to win a title for the next two years. He's going to be intercontinental champion, U.S. champion, tag team champion for the next fucking two years because they feel like if they go and give him exactly what he wants while he's still in this like little like this period of his contract before he has to resign for a long term deal. He can literally say, you know what? I went back over there. I did it. It didn't work out. I can bounce. So they're going to make him wait for as long as possible. Think of, like, which is sad. I mean, which is sad because, like, you know, even the IC title means it, it's pretty worthless at this point. Like, they've totally mm-hmm. diminished that title. You know, right. you look back in the 90s, like, the IC title was like, next to the main WWE title was like the title to hold because mm-hmm. you knew what was coming up next. But now, that title, the U.S. title, it, they mean nothing. So, I mean, I, <laughs> so even if he would try to go for those, I mean, I guess he could try to bring some prestige back and bring it back a white strap or something like that. But I don't see mm-hmm. what he, even Cody could do for those titles. So, it's hey, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What? Um, how long is Cody out? Um, his injury. With that kind of injury, I, I I think, oh man, I can't remember the exact uh, length of time, 
So I'll I'll try to find out and put it in the group chat. But it's definitely a few months for an injury like that, mm-hmm. and then you worked after that. He, he's out for maybe say that to Greg's four point, or five months. I, I okay. Then I can see Cody coming back at the uh, Royal Rumble, winning the Royal Rumble, and then he'll win the championship at WrestleMania next year. Mm. Sounds 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 Makes very Cena ish, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, be, because I mean, ever since he's came back, like the crowd loves Cody now. So you yep. know what Vince does? Cena's not there. Reigns is going to be part time. He's going to be leaving. They're going to take the belts away from him. So wait, they have him going part time now. He well, I mean, he yeah. did a house show. He did a house show a few weeks ago, and mm-hmm. basically like addressed the crowd and saying that. You know that they weren't going to be seeing much more of him, stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, there's not much more so, for him to do at this point. Exactly. Yeah. When exactly. You, when you carry a brand for fucking four years, it's like, like yeah. he's doing what his cousin did. But again, this is the fault of Vince because he could have done that six years ago. He he literally could have done it mm-hmm. instead of giving us the same fucking seven matches we've been seeing for the past four summers. Nobody. Uh, Greg, shut up! Because the thing is, like, you're not an expert at this, Greg. You just only have seen this shit for the past almost half a decade. And w- when it comes to it, I- I've seen all of my favorite people leave or retire. I've seen the Undertaker go from being the Undertaker to just Mark Calloway. This man is literally doing like auction shows now. I'm like, okay, okay, well, cool, whatever. There's that. Um, then I'm, I'm seeing people who should have gotten pushes. Like, I don't understand how you run out of wrestlers to the point where you have a barefoot surfer going for a fucking w, a WWE title. I'm like, wait, Riddle is getting a title? Did we run out of... We were, and then I think about it and I look at the roster. Most of the roster is alumni who are part-time because they're the, the bigger bill. Like, they're like, okay, great, like, we're gonna do Edge. They did Edge dirty a fucking what three weeks ago to the point. Oh yeah. What, mm-hmm. what are we doing? And mm-hmm. it, I guess it was supposed to be a way of distracting what was supposed to be happening because whenever you see like the shit that happens with Vince, like they know of it, they're just waiting for it to come out. And the thing is, oh, it yeah, came definitely. out. Yeah, they were saying that was supposed to come out the week of WrestleMania, but obviously, like I guess, like it, it was supposed to be pushed out, pushed out, and then boom, this shit happens. Right on summer. And I guess just like, you know, quote unquote, Deshaun Watson, everything's going to come out and it's going to be multiple people. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be sitting there like, oh, okay, so this is the thing. So I'll land by saying the WWE has always been a shithole when it comes to, you know, trying to figure out the politics of its own sport. Um, being a, you know, a wrestling entertainment business, not a, a wrestling company now. They've kind of gotten like foggy glasses or foggy, you know, foggy goggles about what they plan on doing versus what they're actually doing. And when you look at the roster that they had in 2018, that was at the peak. When I say peak, like when you look at all the people that if you look at 2022, if they'd have kept the same roster in 2018, like four hour WrestleManias without the filler and the the 20 minute talks or Logan Mm -hmm. Paul and shit like that, like you had full-fledged fucking matches. Now you're looking like, oh, well, this is the WWE. That's why I want them to sell it to Disney. Disney can go and say, you know what, well, Batista, guess what? Like, I already know for a fact you're going to be in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. We own WWE. Go over there for six months. 
And guess what? We are, we're going to pay you on the Disney side. Everything that happens with Disney can happen with the WWE. Everybody calls it fake. It is fake, whatever you want to call it. But it is now a brand that has a, a face. WWE has historically, it's never had a face. It just had popular fucking people that had to show up because they were in debt to Vince McMahon. Now these people, with Vince out of the picture, they can go over there and be comfortable to say, you know what, we're going to promote our fucking business. It's like going to, like, when you see a basketball game, you see, like, Jay-Z sitting courtside. He's not promoting anything. He's him. He's sitting at the fucking courtside. So when you go and you see The Rock sitting at a fucking WWE event, just expect him to not wrestle. Just know that The Fucking Rock is there. That's why The Rock won't come back. That's why Stone Cold, when he comes back, he's like, hey, you got to pay me. That, it was alleged he had to pay fucking $4 million to have Stone Cold come back for fucking 28 minutes. $4 million for 20? Yes. Give me the goddamn money. Stone Cold was at WrestleMania New Orleans, the first New Orleans. I think there was a 30 that we went to. He was mm-hmm. there. Yeah. I, I, re- I remember that. They were acting like fucking Stone mm-hmm. Cold hadn't been back in 25 years. I'm like, yo, I, I know I saw him before. That's why I'm, I'm really pissed off about the Cena shit because I'm thinking, you know, we ain't seen Cena in fucking four or five years. And then Lou said he was just back last year. I'm like, oh, so we're making it yeah, seem he like he's yeah. like, yeah, like we're making it seem like, oh, we haven't seen this person in a while. It used to be like that. I remember when DDP came to the WWE the second time. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, this, this is the way. But to land my plane, the WWE, um, I don't like shitting on them, but I don't like what's going on. I personally, I prefer them to sell because if they sell, we know for a fact we may or may not get a better product of a show. But people will be more will. honest. Oh, we won't. But the thing is, people will be happier, which means they'll want to perform there. We'll get more people from New Japan and AEW getting Disney money. People, it's not like people don't want to work for the WWE. They don't want to work for Vince. When you have to, when you technically fire your own daughter because she doesn't want to follow your rules because she realized you're a fucking dinosaur. And she walks out only to have to come back. Can you imagine going and quitting your job and then have to return two weeks later because your boss can't do their fucking job and your boss just happens to be your father? That is that has to <laughs> that has to feel fucked up. That's all I'm gonna say. But yeah, anyway. yeah I, I wish them well. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I wish them well. Um, Cashley, uh, thank you. Yeah, for the incredible update on on wrestling. Is there anything else that you want to update the masses? Uh, for this episode about the world of wrestling, go ahead. And- yeah, uh, well, um, Impact Wrestling celebrated 20 years this past Sunday with their Slammiversary event. Um, I won't go into an entire card, but there were some appearances by Dixie Carter, who we all know was a majority owner back in the TNA days. Also, Kurt Angle uh, sent in his video congratulatory message, along with AJ Styles sent his congrats to Impact. So, um, yeah, that was this past Sunday, anniversary, 20 years. So, shout out to Impact Wrestling. Um, going on to AEW. Um, only thing going on with AEW is they're gearing up for their Forbidden Door pay-per-view, which is their joint event with New Japan. Um, I have a lot of thoughts on that, but I'll save it for a later date. Um, no, go ahead. Japan. No, say, oh. no, go ahead and say it now. Please. Um, well, well, go ahead and say uh, it now. 
Well, AEW and New Japan announced their uh, joint venture, which is one being the Forbidden Door, but also that they would kind of, you know, share talent, which has already happened with um, the Best of Super Juniors and also their New Japan Dominion event. Um, however, AEW, in my opinion, is dropping the ball on this joint venture simply because they're not giving any background on the New Japan wrestlers that are um, appearing. Um, They just have people show up and then no one knows who they are. So the crowd is not reacting at all. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's my thought on that. Um, I think New Japan is going to get the short end of the stick with this uh, partnership. And then speaking of New Japan, they're currently on tour for the New Japan Road Tour until 7-5. Um, there have been some title changes so far, um, and there's another event coming on the 21st. But mainly they're gearing up for the G1 Climax Tournament, which is like the tournament of all tournaments in wrestling. So um, okay. the bracket blocks and participants have been announced, including new C&D blocks. But um, I'll t- discuss that more on the melanin match. So y'all have to tune in for that. And um, I think I'll land my fully stocked private plane there. That's you. <laughs> no problem. Um, I will have to say, um, I, I, of course, you know, I love Pam. You know, she's a full host of the show. So I have, first of all, my first message is I, Pam, full better. Um, Cashly, I will say this to you as, as the principal host of the show. Thank you for your, you know, I, I get, you know, past episodes, you've been in the comments and have, been, you know, have made great comments. But I will say this, and this is, and I say this with no disrespect to Pam and no to anyone, but you have really made me. Um, but someone has that. Say it, Q. Say it, Q. That, that, just say it, man. Shut up. Shut up. That, that has not watched wrestling and have not been a fan, but has learned a lot from all of the conversations that has been had on this show. Thank you, Cashman. You made me a you, you made me a fan. You're welcome. Wow. And I, and I, no, I I mean this with all respect and all gratitude. Thank you. You're very welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Great to have you. Like I said, I apologize that the first half of the show went completely Ah, No problem. I actually enjoyed it, and I'll have to tune in to the NBA next season. And you know, because I kind of slacked off this season, but I'll definitely pick it up. No, no worries. Well, you like I said, you, you're always welcome. <laughs> you always welcome. Like you're a member. Of, you're you're a member of the brand. You're you're a member of the family. So whenever, <laughs> whenever you want to come on, and you want to just talk your shit, or you know, supplement or compliment. Um, Pam's commentary on all things wrestling. You're always welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Q's going to start to show up next week with John Cena's theme music. 
No, no, I, I really thank you, Cassie. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. Like I said, thank you so much. Um, you know, you're a friend of you're a friend of the show, so you're always welcome. Just you know how to give us up with this. You know, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Thank you very much. You're damn right. Damn right. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, okay. Can can we go back to the docket? Or can, or can we just end the show right here? Like, and we just get back to that? Actually, nope. no, we nope. can't. You, nope. We, nope. We you ain't said shit. Show. Get, get into it. Get into it. Let's get into it. Oh, my God. Okay. So, we've got... So, we're going back to the original docket, like the order in the docket, which should have been going on right now. Um, we're going to talk NFL. And again, before we talk NFL, again, I have to, I definitely have to, you know, send my appreciation and love to Cassie and my appreciation and love to, to Pam. You got a great co-host. So any, if you're listening, if you're listening to my voice right now, Definitely check out the Melon and Matt with Pam and Cashley every Thursday, six thirty. I hope I'm not wrong on that time. Six thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time every Thursday here on Stereo. Please check them out. Check out, you know, support the family, support the young black and bothered fam. Because yeah, we all we got. So I'm gonna leave it at that. For that, and we're gonna get into the NFL because this, yeah, we're gonna get into the NFL right now. So, fellas, are you ready? And and Cassie, let's do it. You know, de- definitely, you know, chime in if you have a comment, whatever. All right, first, shit, man, I gotta put the fucking docket. went <laughs> off. <laughs> Y'all motherfuckers. Anyway. First up on the docket for the NFL, because this is a sports show. <laughs> um, Dan Snyder won't just stop being a dick. Do I need to go further, or or, or can y'all like or, or Lou, Greg, Cashley, can y'all fill in the blanks for me? I've talked for an hour and forty-eight minutes. <laughs> we haven't. I was going to say this, this is your team, Q. Uh, you know more about this man than I do. I just read headlines. So okay, okay. So I'm going to pull up the article. So basically, we know that for the last two and a half years, the Washington Commanders have been under the investigation over a toxic workplace environment that Daniel Mark Snyder has created. Um. So. Within the last two weeks, the the House Oversight and Government Reform Committee has uh, requested testimony from both Daniel Smith, Daniel Snyder, and also Roger Goodell over the um, the toxic the alleged and I have to say alleged the alleged toxic working environment. Um, that has been the case with the Washington, with the former Washington Redskins, former Washington football team, and now 
current Washington commanders. Um, Roger Goodell is going to testify before the committee next week. Um, Daniel Schneider has denied has has denied being able to be available for the committee to testify live in person, and um, within the last twenty four hours, he even denied being able to testify virtually through Zoom. Do we need to talk any? Do we need to say anything else about this, or would you say and like this is just a story of being involved in? How many scandals has he avoided in the past four years? Jesus Christ, we're gonna move. We're, all right, that in that case, we're gonna move right along. I was gonna say you could probably do an entire show on there. We can, and we can, so. and I'm going to. We we can, and I'm going to. But I, but um, going back to the docket, I wanted to talk about Jimmy G going potentially going to the Panthers. Because the Panthers are definitely interested in. Um, acquiring Jimmy Garofalo. Well, we can wait. We can pause that for next week. The next um, topic in the NFL that I wanted to talk about was DK Metcalf wanting the new contract from the Seahawks, and he and the Seahawks saying there's no black blood, no black bad blood. A contract's going to be reached out. I want to table that for next week as well. I want to play a game. With this last topic in the NFL. And I want to play a game called Buy or Sell. And this game is going to be focused on players who need to be traded. So I'm going to say, I'm going to go through some players that, uh, according to an article from the Support, need to be traded. And I want you to talk about, I want you to, to discuss and vote on whether yes. Need to be traded or no? Let's stick this out. That makes sense. Yep. Okay. Cool. Excellent. You know, I you know I love my game. We got another one waiting on in the NBA because it is also is is draft is draft week. You know, the, the NBA draft is on Thursday, but I want to I'm going to start with the NFL. The first player I want to talk about is Cleveland Farrell. He's an edge player for the for the Las Vegas Raiders. And I'm going to read the case against him. Well, for and against. And I want you to vote. Trade him. He needs a change of scenery or not. Let's stick this out. So here we go. Cleveland Farrell, the fourth overall pick in the 2019 draft, has largely been a bust for the Las Vegas Raiders. He, the, the old front office gambled on the former Clemson standout of the Raiders have gotten little with a return. Pharrell has four and a half sacks as a rookie, had four and a half sacks as a rookie, but has lost only three and a half cents. And that's within the last three years. He had one and a half sacks last season to go with a uh, with a mere ten quarterback, ten quarterback pressure. There's a new regime in Vegas, though, and new defensive coordinator Patrick Graham shall offer Pharrell some hope. The problem is that the Raiders also acquired pass rusher Chandler Jones and free agency. The primary pass rushing tandem Jones and Max Crosby will leave few opportunities for Pharrell on the edge. According to Vince Boston Gournay of the Las Vegas, uh, Las Vegas Review Journal, Pharrell has been getting 
Webster defensive tackle this offseason. While the Raiders have may have to change Pharrell's position to get him on the field, the new, new, the new England Patriots can use him on the edge. New England doesn't have a clear cut component complement to linebacker Matt Judon, who accounted for 12 and a half of the team's 36 sacks in 2021. Pharrell will be a bit of a project, but we know that Patriots coach Bill Benishik has long been keen on picking up other teams' cast off. For example, Randy Moss, McGarrett Blunt, and Danny Shelton are just a few of the examples. My question is, should the Las Vegas Raiders trade Cleveland Farrell to the New England Patriots and hope that Bill Belichick can create a star out of him? Answers. Um, I mean, he was a first-round pick, right? In 2019? He was the, he was the third overall pick. <clears throat> right, but I'm saying he was a first-round pick. Yeah. And the fourth overall pick in 2019. And he's busted. So if you trade him to New England, you're going to get, what, a sixth, a sixth-round pick for him? I mean, if you don't think he's going to do anything and he's had uh, two years now to prove himself and he has Hello. Done it, he, yeah. Hello. Okay. Greg, what about you? I'm on the opposite side. I'm keeping him. I don't want a six-round pick. I want the first-round pick to act like a fucking first-round pick. So there's that. Um, and my last little point to it is the Raiders have always, and since 2019, actually been good. They just had nothing but injuries against them for the past two seasons. I think you keep him. Going off. And yes. Go ahead. Yes. I, I, I would just rather keep him knowing that you don't want to have him go to New England and you're suffering with playing through New England on a team and a player that you just traded for and he becomes a stud when you had the opportunity okay. to keep him. Don't be the Oakland, okay. I'm sorry, not the Oakland, the Vegas of old and trade all your capital away and then you end up having to play them in the same conference. It's stupid. Okay. All right. Okay. Next. That, that's a good choice. Next pick. Next, next, next player. Nikhil Harry, wide receiver from the trade him. Commission. Fucking trade him. <laughs> Fucking trade him. <laughs> okay, so let me let me read through the story real quick. Cleo <laughs> Farrell, is it the only 2019 first round pick that could that could use a change of scenery? The Patriots took former Arizona State wideout Nikhil Harry. 32nd pick overall pick. So far, New England has gotten 598 receiving yards and four touchdowns three seasons. The time for Harry to to kill Harry to reverse course in New England is likely over. The Patriots added Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar last season offseason and acquired Devontae Parker and rookie second round pick Tyquan Thornton this offseason. Harry will likely have a hard time even getting the opportunity to prove himself in 2022. I'm going to stop right there. Trade him to fucking San Francisco. I'm I'm starting first. I'm sorry, Lou. Fucking trade him to uh, San Francisco. Um, The only reason is because 
you can use Nikhil Harry as a running back the same way you've been trying to use Debo and possibly entering your star wide receiver. And I also put Nikhil Harry. Uh, oh, and go I'm gonna uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna back you up on that. Nikhil Harry is six mm-hmm. five. You can use him as a tight end. The thing is, he's just in the wrong position. He's essentially Jordan Reed, but healthier. Like he could put him where he belongs. He is not a receiver that's going to do anything for you. Um, I'm a, I'm a land. I'm just, I'm really, I'm really so fucking disgusted with Nikhil Harry. And it's not because I like the Patriots. It's more so. It's like, bro, like, how the fuck are you the fourth option on a team that has no one, two, or three? I've never understood that about him. Even mm-hmm. when Julian Edelman went down, it's like, okay, Nikhil Harry going to show up. He didn't. Cool. Uh, Julian Edelman's out. He should be the number one receiver. They're like, no, nope, we're going to bring in two more bums. And it's like, wait, you brought in bum. You didn't even bring people in that matter. Yo, at that point, you could have gone and we got Josh Gordon. Nikhil Harry okay. is so bad that, and, and no disrespect to him, I'm sure he's a nice guy in real life, but he is an ass player. You know you have to be bad when in fantasy football drafts, you go and you pick up a player who already is out for eight weeks just so you can stash them in your IR instead of getting to kill Harry. He's that <laughs> fucking bad. He is. Wait, he, he's so are, you, are you Tommy Pham now or are you um, Mike Trout? <laughs> no, no, Q, here's how bad Nikhil Harry is. Nikhil Harry averaged 5,600. When I say average, meaning like he like the highest he possibly got was fifty six hundred in FanDuel, mm-hmm. and people still weren't picking him. He's not he's not going to make you win a tournament in FanDuel because he wasn't getting the targets. He's not getting the yards. He's not getting the targets. He's not even fucking getting the touchdowns. Four touchdowns and seven, and he was completely healthy. And you a can't lot of win with him in any. A, a lot of those leagues, they, he was a healthy scratch. Yes. Yeah, you know, they just they just didn't play him. Period. Yo, can, can you imagine you have fifty six hundred dollars in Fanduel and you put him in as a flex instead of putting in somebody who like was the backup to Derrick Henry that week and could have gotten you a, a fucking you know, a a James, million dollars or, or Jamison Crowder for Listen, the New York Jets. God damn it! I yeah. hate that. I just mentioned what? that. Anyway, all right, yep. I get the, I get your sentiments. I get your sentiments. Uh, the next player on this list, and there's four, four on this list, Denzel Mims, wide receiver from New Who? Jets. He says, "Oh no." Anyway, let me let me read let me read the writer. 2022 round pick Denzel Mims flashed some signs of promise with the New York Jets as a rookie. Through nine appearances, he caught 22 passes for 357 yards. 15 of his 22 deceptions went for first downs. As New, after hmm. New York went, oh, just, God damn it, Greg, listen. <laughs> after New I'm York agreeing went, with you. My, yeah, I know, right? I was like, damn, Q. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> <laughs> after, oh, man. New York, after New York went under underwent several off-season changes in 2021, though. Mims went from a promising player to one of the team's biggest disappointments. The 24-year-old finished his sophomore campaign with just eight receptions and 133 yards while providing a passive rating of 55.5 when targeted, down from 
70 as a rookie. Now we know New York had a rookie passer last year in Zach Wilson, who was not good. Mm -hmm. And who who did they have before him? Hold hold on, let let me continue. The Jets also had a new new head coach in Ramasala, a new offensive coordinator in Mike LaFleur, a new quarterback in Zach Wilson, who disappointed plenty as a rookie, and a new second-round rookie receiver in Elijah Moore. Mm-hmm. With New York adding Garrett Wilson in the first round of this year's draft, Mims may be on his way out. During minicamp, ESPN's Wish Committee reported that Mims appeared to be behind 2019 undrafted free agent Jeff Smith in a battle to be the, tem- the team's fifth receiver. A trade to the Carolina Panthers, though, could give Mims the opportunity to be he needs to finally break out. Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore were the only Carolina players to top 500 receiving yards in 2021. And former Jets quarterback Sam Donald is still the projected three-point starter. Donald was high on mounts during their one season together. Donald said, quote, you see the talent for sure. It's just about him continuing to study the game, study the game plan, and make sure he knows things that way. Donald said this in October 2020 per Chris Ryan, Chris Ryan of, of NewJersey.com, NJ.com. All right, let's get in to Carol- it. Let's get to it, Kim. All right. <laughs> you want me to let's get to it. I'm right. keeping them. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking keeping them. It's not that. It's not that hard. Denzel Mims is a good fucking like receiver. He just had trash quarterback. And the fact that you're going to take him and put him back on a team like you with the terrible ass quarterback is stupid. It's fucking dumb. And I understand this is the NFL narrative. Like you know what, a team that's not really good but they're trash. Just give them all the players who we think are trash but would be better <laughs> on a better team. No, because then we, you you started by saying, hey. This person is a good player. They're just on a bad team. Just put them on Carolina. Well, newsflash. Carolina's worse. What the fuck are we doing here? Like, it's stupid. Keep them on a team Uh, that's like halfway decent. uh, Denzel Mims, I'm not done. When it comes to Denzel Mims, the Jets, I keep saying this shit and nobody listens to me. I I don't get it. Like, it's, it's nothing I've said has been wrong about the Jets. The same thing with the fucking Dolphins. They're a good fucking team. They just have to figure out, you know what, guess what? We're a good fucking team. Miami figured it out last year. Don't be surprised next this season when you're looking at Miami like, yo, these motherfuckers are good. The Jets are going to be the exact same way. They're saying, Mims, you said something about him being like the fifth overall receiver. Well, newsflash. It's the fucking Jets. Everybody is a fifth, you know, a fifth seed receiver or something on that fucking team. And the reason why is they don't have a number one. They don't have a number two. Everybody is fighting to be the leading receiver, and it's been that way with the Jets for the fucking. Think about it, Robbie. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Robbie. Uh, what is it? Robbie, Robbie Anderson. Anderson? Robbie. He, Robbie Anderson. he was supposed to be. He was supposed to be the fucking fourth receiver on that team that year, and he ended up being the stud. And you know why? He's the one that had the hands. It, it, it just was what it was. Okay, Denzel Mills. Okay. he's all like. Every time I've seen him on the field, even in fantasy football, 
he's averaging points. It's like, yo, like, I wasn't expecting that out of him. And the reason why you're not expecting it out of him because he had fucking Zach Wilson throwing to him. Or Donald throwing to him. He just, okay. he's a good receiver that would be, honestly, he would be a fifth, you know, receiver in New England. He'd be a fifth receiver in Oakland. He'd be a fifth receiver <laughs> in Kansas City. If you move him, you're going to replace him with garbage. He's a good receiver that, honestly, he doesn't even need a good quarterback. He just needs a capable quarterback of realizing that he's a good person to throw to. He's a he's a wide receiver, too, in my personal opinion. I'm okay, so That's just my personal opinion. All right, Lou, what about you? I mean, Greg basically said what I was going to say. I mean, he had a shitty quarterback throwing, him, throwing to him last year when he was on the field. Before that, he had Back Sam Darnold. He had Sam Darnold throwing to him. Another shitty quarterback. Uh, the offensive coordinator sucked. You know, the, they they had no um, communication on that offense. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, again, he. I do think he could be a, a decent receiver. Okay, so are you keeping him or trading him? I keep him. Okay. Next, next player. The Ernest Johnson running back from the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns running back, the Ernest Johnson is an outlier on this list because he hasn't been a disappointment. In fact, Johnson, who was, who was playing in the Alliance of American Football in 2019, hasn't really had NFL expectations. However, leaving Johnson off this list would be unfair because of what he showed in Cleveland last season. In three games as a primary ball carrier, Johnson had racked up 368 rushing yards, 90 receiving yards, and two touchdowns. Prorated over a 15-game stretch, Johnson would have had 1,840 rushing yards. Simply put, he could be a breakout star given the opportunity. It's not going to happen in Cleveland this season, though, as two, as the 2018 undrafted free agent out of South Florida, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Mick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, are also mm-hmm. on the death chart. It would take injuries to both stand out back for Johnson to break out with the Browns in 2022. Not I'm going right yep. to stop right there. Not necessarily. Okay. Go ahead, Lou. Trade. Um, go ahead. No. no, you you. If you're Cleveland, you have to keep him because mm-hmm. Kareem Hunt always injured, always. Uh, and okay. the other the other fact is that have been going around that Kareem Hunt's going to get traded. Yep, they're looking to trade him. So okay. Yep. So 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 Lou. Let me continue this narrative. However, a trade to the Atlanta Falcons could give Johnson a chance to shine now. That was Cadell exactly Patterson, what I was going to say. Cadell Patterson is a fine complimentary runner slash receiver, but he is not an every-down ball carrier. Atlanta's That's other backs include Damian Williams, who opted out of the 2020 season and carried just 40 times with the Chicago Bears in 2021. And rookie fifth-round pick, Tyler Ag- Aguilar. 
We don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I just, <laughs> um, honestly, if if I'm clear, and also, and I'm also either keeping remember, them. Go ahead. Great. Also, remember the Falcons traded Mount, Matt Ryan to the to the Colts, and they're potentially going to have a rookie starter in Desmond Ritter. I don't care about none of that. Dearness Johnson, honestly, in my personal opinion, he is the compliment to fucking Derrick Henry. If I'm him, the only fucking place I want to go is Tennessee. Derrick Henry, even though, you know, everybody says he's a work a workhorse and shit and stuff like that, he is the third down back for you know, for this mm-hmm. team if you put Dearness Johnson on there. He's going to get his money. They already got the trade capital for him. And you know for a fact you're going to get a high pick in Cleveland. Cleveland needs to play the game of what can we get for less? Because what's going to happen is they have to go and trade. They have to trade Kareem Hunt. They know this. Trade Kareem Hunt's ass to Atlanta so they can try to do what New Orleans did with um, what's homeboy's name? Um, The the one two kick. Yeah, Kamara and uh, Mark Ingram. Uh, Mark Ingram, Ingram. Remember when they had that one-two punch and shit? You're not mm-hmm. getting that with Dearness Johnson. Right now, okay. if you go and have uh, Cordero Patterson and you have Kareem Hunt, that one-two pick, that's going to be a wild card team right there. That's where you go and you go and get your first round pick in Cleveland from them by giving you you know Kareem Hunt. You go and you get you a nice second or third round pick and you get you like a, a receiver or something like that from – actually, no, because I don't think they have any receivers left in uh, Tennessee – but get you enough trade capital that you can say, you know what, you get this, you get player options, you go and trade the Ernest Johnson, and you say, you know what, we're going to go with our draft pick. Because here's the thing, nobody's expecting the run game to be bad in Cleveland, but we already know the person in, uh, what's his name, in Chubb, he's mm-hmm. going to be healthy enough to get it done, and then when he gets injured or something like that, or if he gets injured, it's just going to be Cincinnati. Like he's going to be injured, or if he gets injured, it'll be like, all right, he's out for a game or two. But those are two games we don't need. We can go and get us somebody, you know, on waivers. We can get somebody in the draft. And guess what? We're straight. We're cool. But you got now, at least talking about Cleveland, they have two running backs that either you got to pay them or you got to trade them. Well, they just traded up about a year or two ago, didn't they? Yeah. So. And that's the thing. Get him off the fucking books. Take him to Atlanta because think about it. Matt Ryan's gone. They got the money for it, and they want to win now. Cleveland is already in a win-now position. They just don't need half the shit. With a quarterback quarterback that's about to get suspended for two seasons. Like I said, they're in win-now mode, but they aren't chosen to win. They aren't going to win. So you might as well just start stacking up your picks at this point. And even if you aren't stacking up your picks, you're in a position to – you're already in win now, but you just have so you have. It's like having a lunchbox is already full with too much shit that you know you ain't gonna eat. Like who the fuck needs Chubb and Kareem Hunt? Get rid of him, and then you got Dearness Johnson. It's like I'm like, take, send his ass to Tennessee. Send him okay. to Tennessee that, where you know for a fact that they need him. And and that makes a, the, that makes a lot okay. of sense too, Greg. No, I'm just gonna say, going to Tennessee makes a hell of a lot of sense. Because Derrick Henry isn't known to be like um, a receiver out of the backfield. Dearness Johnson or, or Kareem Hunt. Yep. Th- yeah. That would be a perfect fit with them. 
Okay. That and there were two other players on this list, but I'm not gonna play I'm not gonna sell them to you all. No, I like this game, Q. You you did good this week. You didn't give us <laughs> players from like the seventh round that we didn't know who the fuck they were. No, yeah, no. keep going. I have I have more. I have more, but that's for the NBA. Um, going back to the NBA, okay. we, we're not going to talk anything NBA finals, nothing Boston Celtics, nothing Golden State God. Warriors. We've already, we've already had that discussion. Um, the, what I want to talk about right now, going back to the NBA, is that Bradley Bill has made his decision. So, my question to both of you is, does Bradley Bill decide to stay in D.C.? Or um, take Kamiya and say, "Hey, I'm the sugar daddy. I'm paying for this shit," and get them and get the bag elsewhere. First question, I'm right here. Yeah, go ahead, Greg. No, that was it. I have nothing else. I'm staying oh, right really? here. I'm staying in DC. What these idiots are just gonna pay me? Yep, I'm right here. Now, can he get more money in DC? He can get the same amount here. anywhere. Two hundred. Well, if he stays in DC, he can get a five-year contract with two hundred and forty-eight million dollars. Okay, but if he goes somewhere else, he can only get a four-year. Four-year and one hundred and eighty-eighty-nine million. It all comes down to how long now. All right, how long Bradley Beal been in the league? Like ten, ten right. years. Ten years. So, he was drafted in two thousand. Yeah, he was drafted in two thousand and thirteen. Uh, two thousand and twelve. He's already been through, you know, a pretty shitty injury, um, shit like that. Um, I think he's gone. I think he wants to go where he's going to win a championship, where he has a better chance to win a championship. Okay. Okay. Lou, what about you? I mean, not Lou. You already made your thing. Great. What about you? Bill doesn't give a shit about a ring. Bill is like, you know what? You idiots are going to keep paying me. He's going to do what John Wall did. And John Wall is playing mm. the exact same way. Keep me on this bum-ass team who's not going to do a fucking thing. And then when they get tired of paying me, you know what they're going to do? They're going to trade me to a team that is worse than what we have. But you know what? I'm going to be here for a year getting more money to just be here and do nothing. And then I'm still going to go and potentially have a ring. And the reason why I say that is because these motherfuckers are talking about trading uh, wall to either the Warriors or oh, to LA. So it's like, yo, y'all are still trying to work this out. Right now, John Wall has the option of either going to either one of the LA teams, talk about the Clippers or the Lakers. They said that he also has the opportunity to go to Milwaukee because Homeboy wants to walk. So I'm like, okay. So he, he has his options of playing with three of the best teams in the league right now. Bradley Bill, the only way that Bradley Bill is going to leave Washington is if he goes and takes the contract with LA. The only issue with that is now the fucking Brooklyn Nets don't want Kyrie. Since they don't want Kyrie, it's going to be a bidding war on who they want and who's going to be the most capable. Do you want to pay Bill what he wants to do the bare minimum and not help LeBron or have somebody proven like Kyrie who's worked with LeBron, who's won with LeBron, and you may or may not have to pay him the max because guess what? He has to take what he has to take because he's fucking Kyrie. If I'm as somebody who's a, uh, a avid Kyrie hater, when it comes to Bill, I'm telling you this. 
I'm going to take Kyrie over Bradley Bill every year, especially knowing the injuries that, you know, set him back every year. If I'm Bradley Bill, I'm saying, you know what? Bring me the money. Because guess what? I'm in Washington. Yeah, there's going to be 82 games this year, but you know what? I'm going to play in 60 of them. The other 22, <laughs> figure it out. He's going to have so many rest games and, you know, limited minutes and shit like that. Why would you go right. and risk your body or re-injury playing on a playoff contender when you already know that you're going to get paid the max to play for a team that you know ain't going to win shit? Okay, so... so That's, yeah. So I'm gonna so I'm gonna offer this because we know um last week Christian Wood was traded to the Mavericks. Is Christian Wood the second star? And we all know that the we all know that the Mavericks are going to pay Jalen Brunson to come back. Absolutely. Is mm-hmm. is Jay, is Christian Wood that star player? That will lift the Dallas Mavericks in all-star, all-star DY coach Jason Kidd needs with all-world player Luka Doncic uh-huh. to lift them past the Golden State Warriors. No, in the in, in, in the Western Conference Finals. Next no, they're well, they're not going to get past the Warriors, and yep. I, I'm not going to say that he's the star. He's damn good, but absolutely he, not the star. It. I said the second star. Okay, second. He's still not even a second star. Jalen Brunson's a bigger star than he is. Okay, um, yeah, but I, but I don't think he's he's the center. He's the center or power forward that Dallas has needed the past Agreed. two three years. He's ten times better than what they've had. Absolutely. Talking about the, we're talking about the unicorn in that sense. Okay, so again, my question is: Will Christian Wood push the Dallas Mavericks? And again, future MVP Luka Doncic, because he is the future MVP of the league for multiple years, mm-hmm. and D, multiple DUI and uh, uh, domestic abuse coach Jason Kidd. Over the top. What, what, what do you mean by over the top? Like, are you talking second, third round of playoffs? Or are you talking championship? I'm, talk, I'm talking about getting to the NBA finals. Oh, no. Nah. No. Yeah, no. Okay. Yeah. I don't agree that one at all. Correct. <clears throat> I'm with Lou. I don't agree at all. He he definitely makes their team better, Q, but mm-hmm. he doesn't necessarily make them a championship contender. Okay. So that's where I'm at on him. Okay. So I have another game that I want to play, and this is based off of, because we know the NBA draft is Thursday, and we're going to have a, a – actually, we may have to have a second episode, like um, like – like a live episode Thursday night during the draft to talk about the NBA, like talk exclusively about the NBA draft. But I want to talk about trades. I want to vote on trades that could be had <clears throat> either before the draft or during the draft. That makes sense? Yeah. 
Okay, cool. I like Excellent. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm pulling this up right now. Pulling this up right now. And <clears throat> so, the game that we're playing right now, and I know, like I said, it, it, the whole docket went, went left <laughs> with the finals, but I want to play this game now, and it's called Realistic Trades that we could see during the during the 2022 NBA Draft Week, which is this week. So, it's buy or sell. I want you to buy or sell this trade. Okay? That makes sense? Yes, sir. All right. <clears throat> so, the first trade that we're buying or selling Eric Gordon lands in South Beach. This is the potential trade. The Miami Heat will receive Eric Gordon in a 2024 second round pick in exchange for the number 27 overall pick um, that Houston will receive this year and Duncan Robinson. Ooh. Good trade. Yeah. Buy, buy or sell this trade. <sighs> I'm buying it. Yeah, I, I think I have to buy that too. Okay, explain your reasons why. I don't have to. It's a, a buy trade. Like it's it's just like it makes sense. And okay. the Duncan Robinson thing is like he's the icing on the cake. Give me all that. Yeah. Okay. So can I? So so I'm gonna read the write up, and I want you. I want to see if you are if you're still on that. On that island, or you say no, you know what, Q? Nah. So here, here, here we go. After trading Christian Wood to the Dallas Mavericks in a deal headlined by the number twenty-six pick over twenty-six overall pick, the Rockets apparently aren't done shopping veterans. Glacial reports. Jake Fisher notes that Houston is seeking a first rounder for Eric Gordon, who's coming off of a strong season at age 33. Only one team, one team that can use Gordon's instant offense ability, the Miami Heat. The Heat own a late first rounder that Houston seeks, aka number 27 overall, and have a salary matching piece in Duncan Robinson. While Robinson looked like a poor member of the signing a five-year, $90 million uh, contract last offseason, he averages 5.6 points in 12.3 minutes per game off the bench during the playoffs. Trading for Gordon, <clears throat> who averaged <coughs> excuse me, 13.4 points, 2.7 assists, shooting, and while shooting 41.2% from three, while also moving off Robinson's contract and picking up a future second rounder will help the Heat both now and in the future. For the Rockets, the trade gives them four first round picks this season. This, I mean, this draft. They, have, they will have picks number three, 17, 26, and 27. Allowing them to try to move up in the draft or fill out the rest of, of a young roster led by Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr., and Alfred Singer. Robinson struggled 
last season, but can still be one of the NBA's best three-point shooters and a perfect floor spacer to put around the, the team's ball ball dominant guards. So, I the hell are these people, Q? Uh, uh, Jalen Green, the second overall pick last season, <laughs> well, the third overall pick last season. Kevin Porter Jr., who wants to be a point guard, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, and um, and who else is in it? You said Singoon. Yeah. Uh, said Goon can be good if he's in the right system. Um, okay. <laughs> Jalen Green and Kevin Kevin Porter just has to stay out of trouble. Um, Bingo. Kevin Porter can be a good player too. But he's, is he the point guard? Of, of, of he ain't got a choice. Right, basically. Okay. You better be the future. <clears throat> I mean, and he showed signs of it last year too. I mean, he showed signs of, you know, running that, you know, running the point, running that uh, offense and everything. It's just, you know, the, the head coach basically. Their head coach sucked. <laughs> yeah. So if you are the for this trade, do you trade Eric Gordon to Miami? With a bunch of hat spins and definitely and Dr. Robinson. Yes or no? Yes. Yes. Greg, what about you? <clears throat> Bro, the fact that the fact that you said a bunch of has spins in Miami and then Eric Gordon right before that shows me that we are doomed as a fucking planet. Eric Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> and you and right. you, you said you has spins in Miami. <laughs> Let's stop it right there. Let's stop it right there. Yes, Next, yes, we're, yes. We're going fast. The Atlanta Hawks move into the lottery and trade John Collins to the Pacers. Here's the trade. Don't this care. This is the trade. <laughs> the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Thank you. The Atlanta Hawks can receive the number six overall pick. Isaiah Jackson and TJ McConnell for the number 16 overall pick from the Hawks and John Collins. Now, who does Atlanta get from Indiana? You said Isaiah Jackson. Uh, Atlanta will get the number six overall pick from, from Indiana. Isaiah Jackson and TJ McConnell. I mean... Isaiah Jackson's a young player. He's he's okay. I mean, he's nothing great. TJ McConnell's also, a good remember, defensive the, player. The Wizards, the Wizards drafted him and then traded him for Aaron Holland. Hmm. In in that ill fated Russell Westbrook trade. I mean, I mean, John Collins is out of. Atlanta, regardless. So he's going to get traded. And I do know that uh, Indiana wants to get rid of Miles Turner, too. They're listening to, to trade talks about him. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I would take Isaiah Jackson over Miles Turner. Okay. Greg, what about you? Moving, moving right along, since Greg 
because they have more to say. All right. Jeremy Grant to the Timberwolves for Malik Bleasley, Nas Reed, and the 40th overall pick, which is via coming from the Washington Wizards. That's good. That's a good trade. I'm taking that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That is a good trade. Okay. <clears throat> Move on. Let's keep, keep, keep it moving because we, we're short on time. And my offer was running out. <laughs> um, the Trailblazers trade back and pick up Lou Dort from the Thunder. Here's the trade. The Portland Trailblazers will receive the number 12 overall pick in Lou Dort for the number 7 overall pick in shooting guard Keenan Johnson. Uh, if you're if you're a Sam Presti, do you pull the trigger on that trade? Mm, that's a tough one. Because um, mm, I know Keon Johnson, he he can be a good, a real, real, real good player too. Um, and for who? And, and see, the thing is, Oklahoma City. No, I'm, 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 I'm going to repeat the trade one more time. The Portland Trailblazers will receive the number 12 overall pick from Oklahoma City and Luke Dort for the number 7 overall pick from Portland and shooting guard Keon Johnson. If I'm Portland, yes, I make that trade. Um, and Oklahoma City... What they've been doing the past couple of years is just stockpiling draft picks. So, if if they can, if, if their all their draft picks can pan out, I mean that's why they stockpile them. They're using them as, as bait now. So, yeah, I would make that trade. Okay, uh, Greg, what about you? I think it's a good trade. I would okay. take it. All right, the last trade on this list. The, the New York Knicks move up to number four and they win the Jaden Ivey sweepstakes. So here's the trade. The Knicks will receive the number four overall pick, which could be Jaden Ivey and Rashawn Holmes in exchange to the Sacramento Kings for the number 11 overall pick. Dallas's uh, Dallas, the 2023 first round pick via the Dallas Mavericks, guard for Alex Burt and shooting guard Quentin Grimes. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. The, the, the Knicks got so many trash players anyway. They're just trying to dump them all off now and get something in return. But that that doesn't sound like it. So so let's let's let let's take this from a new from the New York Knicks point of view. Are would you be agreeable with this trade to pick up Rashawn Holmes and the number four overall pick from the Kings? I mean, is Rashawn Holmes better than Mitchell Robinson? Is Rashawn Holmes better than Taj Gibson? Is you know. I forget who the other center power forward the Knicks have, but 
Um, uh, I, I actually, yeah, I, I for Rashawn Holmes, I would. Okay, Greg, what about you? I don't know yet. Like this might be one that I'm still on the fence on. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for playing my game tonight. Um, I declare we can go live on Thursday. Greg, I'll probably be with you because we'll probably be drunk watching the draft. <laughs> so we can go live on Thursday. I'll have to let you know draft. if I'm available or not, Q, okay? Hey, no, that's fine. Because I know me and, me and the wife and I are supposed to have a, a date night this week. I'm not sure what night, though. Yeah, no, I, I can say that. No, that's fine. I know. Okay. You know, that's no, no worries about that. Um, Kyrie, uh, um, great, Kyrie. <laughs> the the uh, uh, the second Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. <laughs> Leave me so alone. I want to. No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say the tweet that I tweeted. Oh earlier. my god. I'm gonna say the tweet that I tweeted earlier. Trying to be nicer about Kyrie and no, you're not. no disrespect to him. No, you're not. No, I'm serious. I am. No, I, me out, me out. Say. Honestly, I don't have anything. After I saw him on that podcast, I remember coming on the show and saying, you know what? I'm, I'm trying to be more positive about Kyrie because he has a lot of shit going on. So I don't want to be okay. the bearer of bad news to him or say anything disrespectful. But I will say this. Go ahead. His bread is buttered in Brooklyn. If he doesn't stay with Brooklyn, he's not going to L.A. because LeBron's not having it. And more importantly, he is going to clash not with LeBron, but Anthony Davis. Right now, him and KD have to eat the cake that they baked. Regardless if it gets them a ring or not. So. Okay. No. So. What about you? Well, I'm, I'm just getting <clears throat> It, say he does go to the Lakers just by chance, just you know, sunshine's on a dog's ass some days too. It will, uh, it will only have to be by signing trade, and I don't know right. who the Lakers have to match the well, Kyrie Irving. He will have so right now. The talk could they send Westbrook? They could send Westbrook, but but Kyrie would have to literally would have to opt into his contract. For next season. <sighs> well, maybe Kyrie goes to the other LA team. Maybe he goes to the Clippers. The Clippers are in the same situation as the Lakers. Oh. Kyrie, well, would, then. Have to, Kyrie would have to opt in. And then the Clippers can sign him to an extension. The same case with the Lakers. 
Either way, yeah, I think Kyrie, that, that, he so, doesn't so, want to sign it with Brooklyn. So his, I, I think so he wants out. So here's my thing. Like, the Lakers have the easiest path because they can they can trade Russell Westbrook for Kyrie straight up. If Kyrie opts into his contract. Right. The Clippers have a much more dangerous path. Much more unattainable path to getting Kyrie. Not saying it's impossible, but they have a much more difficult path. Okay. So if we are, if we are, so I, I'll leave it at this. This is my final question before we get into the awards for tonight. So we're not talking baseball and that shit until next week. My okay. final question of the night: Which LA team gets Kyrie? The Lakers or the Clippers? Lakers. Greg, Lakers, Clippers. Who gets Kyrie? He's not going to any LA team. Sadly. Sadly. He is about to go on the Chris Paul tour. He's going to be the Chris Paul replacement in Phoenix. You heard it here first. Oh, wow. Ooh. Wow. That's Greg. a hot take. Greg, put that in. Yes. That in, yes. Um, and hey, Biggie, Bigger Black, I hope I say your name correctly. Welcome. Thank you for listening to the show. If you have a comment that you want to make, uh, leave us a voice note. And, you know, give us your opinion, whatever. We will play it live. Um. Yeah, that's a that's definitely hot thing. That's a that's a definitely hot thing. Well, think well, think think about it before before we're done. Chris Paul has to go somewhere. Why in the fuck wouldn't LeBron play with the person who he originally wanted to play in L.A. with, other than Chris Paul? Chris Paul goes to L.A. for the cheap. Kyrie goes to Phoenix for the high. It's a benefit to them both. They both can say a fuck you to the Eastern Conference. So this is that. Also, when it comes to, you know, Devin Booker, the best thing that will ever happen to him is playing with somebody who wants to be better than him. Kyrie wants to be better than everybody on the team, and Devin Booker knows he's better than everybody on that team. And then with DeAndre Ayton, uh, what's his name? DeAndre Ayton trying to want out in Phoenix, that's even more money for Kyrie. Okay. Can you imagine Devin Booker and Kyrie on the same team? I'm just letting you know this now. It's going to be, to me, Fire more words. exciting than you think. Exactly. And, and you know I, what else makes makes sense of that, Greg, too? is the, the whole Chris Paul thing. Mm-hmm. Because Chris Paul, who's he boys with in L.A.? LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Hello. So, right. So, I mean, I know LeBron would do anything in that front office. To get Chris Paul on that team, too. Okay. All right. Sure. Uh-huh. Well, whew, we had a hell of a show. We had a hell of a show. Um, this is the segment which we give out our awards for the week. <laughs> Go. <laughs> I, I, only, I only have one award. And my award is the... Uh, uh, Bill O'Brien, you, you know you done fucked up a word. And uh-huh. it goes to two people. Well, I'm sorry. Ooh, it goes to that's a, 
That's a one person. Well, it goes to one person and one group of people. How's that? Oh wow, that's still, oh. A, that's still a new for you, bro. Go, okay. Go. Um. So the Bill O'Brien, you know, you don't fucked up award goes to number one, the Clay Thompson lookalike. Oh, the dude who looked like Clay Thompson <laughs> and snuck into the game. And the other part of that award goes to the security staff for not even <laughs> recognizing it when it was him and letting him go on to play on a court for 10 minutes without questioning him or nothing. And then dude ended up getting banned for life from uh, Chase Arena. So another hope- reason to be a fan of the Sacramento Kings, Lou. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my award for the week. Okay. I like that one. I, I, I really like that one, Lou. Greg, what about you? Um, I don't have a negative, you know, I, I normal negative awards. I will say I'm very happy that Serena got the invitation to come back. I feel like she deserves to come back, especially since Osaka decided that she doesn't know if she wants to be a tennis player or like a philanthropist. Um, Serena at her at her yeah or or model um, a model slash but, OnlyFans um, OnlyFans agent. But, but but you again, these are things that I love. The fact that everything is documented with podcasts. Remember when I was telling you guys to watch that documentary during the pandemic? I was like, oh, like. This Naomi Osaka like documentary, mm-hmm. it, it's good, but it doesn't feel like she wants to do tennis. And then the whole situation with like her mental health and everything, and she's like, I, I need to take a break and stuff like that. Yeah, and then she came back and she she's yeah, been losing and shit. Right. And I was like, yo, that's what I, I said. It was like it's going to happen. And the reason why is like it, it happens to a lot of people who are like historically like winners, and then they realize like no, they're actual people who practice. And become better, and then they beat you, and then all of a sudden your morale is fucked up because you realize like yeah you're good, but practice and uh, preparation always beats somebody who's just like conditioned to always be the best. Naomi Osaka just she knew she was good, but she wasn't Serena good. When she beat Serena, it was like oh I beat Serena, but it's like yeah you're beating a Serena that if you both were the same age, she would wash the shit out of you. So there's that. So now like tennis owes Serena by inviting her back. The last time they had Serena and they were talking shit to her and she was like, you know what? I need a break. She was like, you know what? I've been winning my entire fucking life and now all of a sudden there's this. And then when she left, they were like, okay, so who can we shit on? To the point where they started shitting on Naomi Osaka and, you know, doing, you know, being derogatory to her and talking all that shit. And guess what? Now, you know, she's losing. The same thing with uh, Shikari Richardson. Shakari Richardson, she had to take a step back. Uh, she was, no, she no, didn't really. No, stop. stop. Go ahead. Don't, don't, don't not talk Go ahead. Shikari. Shakari won last week. But, but Q, like I, I was trying to get out. You know, Shakari, she had. I would. When you, when I you don't want, want any, one thing, I don't want any more kids, Q. but I will make a kid with Shakari. Yes, I would. I, I, yes, I, I would. <laughs> but Q, my, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not talking about that. What I'm talking about is when you have a penchant for losing and blaming everything else outside of the fact that you lost, it's your fault. Shikari, the same thing that uh, Naomi Osaka did. Naomi Osaka, and we're not oh going to bring her mental health you up. Know she, definitely, she definitely was like that. No, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Before I land the okay. plane, both of okay. them, when they when they win, 
it's because they're perfect, they're excellent, and they're just better than the competition. When they lose, it's like, how the fuck did I lose? It, it wasn't me. It was the field. It was this, and it was this, and it was that. It's like, no, you lost. So when they only lost, all of a sudden, that, that fucked her up so bad that it was like, it was hard for her to win again. And then when she would come back, because she's come back like three times since the mental health break that she had in 2020, and it's like, oh, like, it wasn't I the get that it, she had. It was she got. I'm, I'm, you know what? You, you, Shikari, you, you see what you're saying, Shikari, okay? Shikari, she said it. Was, she said it was mental health. It was because her mother, because the mother Q, died. Q, I, I, get, I, get I get that. I get. I get mental health. I will Q, make a child but the with thing, you, and I don't want to make any more children. But you know, you know, I'm talking about you. Naomi Osaka, and you're talking about Shikari Richardson. Shikari Richardson <laughs> decided that she wanted to go. And do edibles and smoke weed instead of actually practicing for what the fuck she was supposed to practice for. Well, she did. Then, she when won. she she won the event that she did, it got to, it got to yes, you. But but for like, you, for you, come on now. That that, that is the equi- that know? is the equi- that is the equivalent of drinking oh, and driving. You. She knew what the fuck she was supposed to do, and she oh, did the polar opposite. God. Then complain. No, Q Q. If you know for a fact that you hey, are supposed hey, to Greg, go, you and, have my cash out. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> Lou, Lou, have I told a lie yet? No, you haven't. No. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just trying to be like, side, we, we all agree. I, I, I gotta agree with the truth. You agree. You, but Q agree. That's what this is kind of pissing me off because it's like, yo, and I'm not trying to say like Q saying anything wrong, but it's like, bro, like she's doing these things intentionally. Talking about Shikari and Naomi, it's like, yo, like, I, I hate to be this guy because some of you are like, damn, it's a man saying yes, it. And yes, blah, blah, blah. But this is the truth. Yes, yes on Naomi. No on Shikari. No. No. Okay. okay. Well, fine. So since you said that, now I can now I can fully say it. Both of them are some sore fucking losers. <laughs> oh my God. That's exactly what the fuck. If, if, somebody, if somebody said that to them and the way, like, I understand it's ESPN and all these like beat writers and stuff. They want to be politically correct. I like to be politically erect, you know, correct as well. But when you are a sore fucking loser, somebody needs to tell you. Shikari Richardson, she disappeared for a minute because she realized, like, yo, like people, they aren't feeling that shit. Anymore. She was probably doing. What she did? No, 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 no. Q, let me finish. No, no. Remember not, when? No, not, no. You, you have I'm to hear this out. You have to let point. me get my thought out. Do you re- do you remember when after after she, after she lost that race? Instead of saying, you know what, I lost that race. She walked past the girls and she was talking shit about them, saying like, "Yes, yes, all right, cool." Yes, here's the thing: you can have a. That, that's like saying, "Yes, I have a." You know, she said, "I have a world record." Does that matter right now? You have a world record right now, but you lost to people who don't have a world record. That's the equivalent of when you wrestle, you lost that one time, but you lost the fucking belt. It, it's really that deep. So for Shikari Richardson yep. to be a sore loser, Naomi Osaka to be a sore fucking loser, and it's not because they're women, it's not because the fact they're tennis players and, you know, runners and stuff like that. Trust me, there are a lot of people who are sore fucking losers. Draymond Green, you know, when he loses, he's a sore fucking loser. Um, Patrick Bain, he's also a sore fucking too. loser. But that's the thing. You, you, you are entitled to do both, but you can't go and deny when you lose, that you lost. <laughs> Shikari Richardson denied that she lost. Naomi Osaka, she lost and then came back and lost again and then she's like, you know what, I'm going to take a break. No, you fucking lost. If somebody can just tell you to sit in that shit, but that's, again, I saw, I'm really sorry for being disrespectful, but it's not me being disrespectful, it's just the honest to God truth. 
when you have been privileged enough to have parents who say, you know what, you can get them the next time. You can like sometimes there are people who are just honestly better than you and you lost that day. It's really that simple. Naomi Osaka has been privileged all her life to the point where she doesn't even acknowledge her fucking father. Her mom has been the one who's like, yo, this is what's going to get you places. This is the things that are going to get you what you need to get, blah, 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 blah. And everybody's eating that shit up. Her father told her, I'm going to love you either way. Her mom has pretty much been like, you know what? No, like th- this is what you need to do. You need to keep practicing this and stuff like that. Naomi's like, no, I, I want to do fashion. I want to do other things. She's said in the fucking documentary, like, yo, I don't know if this is for me. But she's doing it because she feels like that's what she needs to hold her so that high esteem to. It may not be for her anymore. And clearly the players saying the same fucking thing. So when I see like a Shikari Richardson, she talking shit to people on Twitter and stuff like that. Well, see me at the next meet. Yeah, it's, it's great that you won one meet out of the last five. Congratulations. Like you're, you're <laughs> destined to get one. You're, de- you're literally destined to get one. But if you look at the race, if you physically look at the race, it was neck and neck until literally the end. And somebody say, well, it doesn't matter as long as she finished. Yes. What would happen if she came in second or third? Then what's the excuse? You have to see things from both sides. So I, I just don't, I don't deal well with sore losers. And I don't deal with people who have a whole bunch of excuses about absolutely fucking nothing. Both of them, just like a lot of the male athletes I've seen, because I know somebody's like, oh, he's just bagging on the, the female like stuff. No, the men, y'all some sore fucking losers too. I talk about Kyrie every fucking week. Sore fucking loser. Um, even, sometimes the, you know, the Boston Celtics, sore fucking losers. Kyrie Irving, sore fucking loser. Um, there are a lot of people who are just sore losers because of the fact that they're so conditioned to fucking win. These two that we're talking about in particular, they are so used to winning and being better than their class that when they get beat by somebody that they're not supposed to get beat by, there's an excuse to it. No, they just caught you on a bad day. It's okay. It's absolutely fine. But what I'm not going to sit here and do is, you know, kiss ass for somebody who I personally have seen complain about losing and they're the one that lost. That Shikari shit with her, you know, having the edible and smoking the weed. I'm sitting I'm like, there's no fucking way this happened. She She's arguing down about some shit she did. I, I'm not with it at all. So fuck that. I know Q um, says that he's reconnecting. Ray, What's up? Uh, I'm sorry. Just just uh, uh, a point mm-hmm. to add on for that. As far as Shikari goes, um, we don't know. If you've never lost a parent, you don't know how you're going to react to that. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll say that. And I think the part about her, you know, being on the edibles or, you know, you know, hitting the joint before the meet, I mm-hmm. don't think it would have been as big of a deal if it, as it was had another athlete been allowed to compete anyway despite mm-hmm. testing positive themselves. So there's Absolutely. really two parts to Shikari. You know, so <laughs> Oh, there, there definitely are. I'm only speaking on someone who is vocal about everybody else in their position, but then when it happens to them, they're supposed to be isolated, like, oh, it's just an isolated case. When we talk about like Shikari Richardson and like her, you know, her mom and stuff like the rest in peace of the mom, by the way, it's just more so it's like, okay, we understand that. And yeah, there are consequences to the actions and stuff like that. But these are things she knew. It wasn't like they documented this after the fact. She did it knowing. There were other avenues she could have taken, and she took that avenue. And then when she was reprimanded by it or for it, it was a, well, why me but not them? 
it's the, like I'm trying to be like as respectful as possible. If Q goes and runs a red light and he doesn't get caught, cool. I go get the run, you know, I run the same red light, but I get caught. I can't say, hey, well, Q ran the red light, so why didn't he get caught? It's one of those things where it's like, no, like, I caught you. Shikari got caught. It's really that simple. So to, like, add up, oh, well, guess what? Like, you know, I had something going on in my life. A lot of people got a lot of shit going on in their life as well, but you got Absolutely. Caught. So with Shikari, it wasn't even the the issue that happened or, you know, what happened. It was more so the fact that she felt as though, hey, other people do this, so I shouldn't be reprimanded for doing it. No, you got caught doing it. Deal with the consequence. And then even after the consequence, she's talking shit to people about it. And when I get like, you, you realize, like, at some point, you just have to show out on the field. We can go and get past that if you show out on the field. After yes. she got caught with that, after that, she didn't perform. That's what I'm talking about. If you can't okay. perform, Go ahead, go ahead, Hugh. No, 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 no. I, I, I didn't want you. I, I didn't want to cut you off because you're making a great point. But we also need to. It's twelve thirty-three. We also need to. We had a great three-hour episode. Wrap this up. Episode. Wrap this up. <laughs> no, it was a no. Don't get me wrong. It was a great, great episode. And but I also, you know, we can uh, we can extend the conversation about Shikari to next week. Um, I said before we started the shows that I had a feeling we were gonna have a great show tonight too. No, it was uh-huh. a this this was a great great show. I appreciate all of you. Thank you, and again, thank you, Cashley, for um, stepping up, coming out of the bullpen to support your your co-host Pam. Um, as she, you know, she wasn't feeling well. I hope she, I hope that she feels better. Thank, thank, you, thank you for coming out of the bullpen to support her. Um, Absolutely, great Lou. Thank you. You already know I love. You know I. You already know I love you both. Um, this was a great, great episode. I can't wait to do it again next week. Um, if there is no other awards, I will say this as to sign us off. Thank you for listening to another episode of the best goddamn sports show on stereo. The Young Black and Bother Sports Desk. You can follow us on Twitter at Bobby Bother. You can follow us on Instagram at Young Black Pod. You cannot follow me personally on Twitter because um, yeah, I'm scrubbing it. Um, <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening to another episode of of the podcast. We will see you next week. And um, any final thoughts from my fellow co-hosts? Go ahead and make them now. If not, we'll see you next week. Go ahead. They're trying to trade Kyrie for Dane. I'm done. I'll see y'all later. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, boy. Look, what about you? Any final I, thoughts for this I just, well, again, would like to thank Cashley for coming on and joining us and filling in for Pam. Um, we enjoyed all of your content and everything as usual. Pam, um, I hope you feel better soon. And uh, I guess I will uh, see everybody next week. Hey, 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 Lou, you sure it's not yes. Pam? You sure it's Pam, not Pam? I told you, I got fat fingers from pushing all them, <laughs> all them buttons on the slot machines in Vegas. <laughs> oh my lord! <laughs> no, 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 uh, that, was just a, that was just a joke. Pam, feel better, feel better, Lou. 
Um, Cashley, thank you so much for um, dealing with our shenanigans for this week. Um, I know you've listened to them as you know a member of the audience, but thank you for listening for um, for being with us as our special co-host for the week. Please don't make this the first. Yeah, thank the, you. First and, please don't make this the first and only the first and only time. You're always welcome. You know how to get in touch with us, Greg. Thank you. Um, I'm I'm expecting a cash up within the next like ten minutes. <laughs> I'll see y'all on Friday next week. Until next Monday, y'all. I'm out. Anyway, all right, man. Anyway, um, thank you for thank you all for listening to this episode of the Young Black and Father Sports Desk. We'll see you next week. God bless you. Have a have an excellent, wonderful week, everybody. Bye bye. Peace out, y'all. Hey, do you have the Wi-Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.